set. Places, everybody. And action. Hey guys, you're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Amanda Listenberg saying nigga music. <laughs> Damn it. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Sorry to Bother You from 2018, directed by Boots Riley. I'm oh sorry, hi to y'all. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. Oh my god. That was so <laughs> When I tell you I gave myself a headache trying not to laugh in my office for like oh. half an hour straight. Like I was like I had to I had to like breathe oh my god. and just swallow it back cuz I was like I was going to lose my fucking shit. But yeah, Emma, don't ever do that again. <laughs> so if you guys haven't been on Twitter in the last couple of weeks, um, first of all, let's welcome you guys back to Black Girl Film Club. We yeah. are in a brand new year. We're inching up on our like first year anniversary. So we've been I doing know. this for almost a year, bruh. Like, can you a believe year, it? A year straight. It's, <laughs> it's kind of insane. <laughs> this is gonna be like our 20th episode so yeah oh that's, my god oh, yeah like that's what? really really fucking crazy it is but yeah oh th- that that was a good time on twitter okay so for context for people who live under rocks um ama santi is that her name yeah i think so um directed a movie which was a red flag to begin with and she like Okay, I understand her desire to make movies based on true events, but, you know, some things just don't need to be brought to the big screen. But anyway, Mm. this time around, we're uh, venturing into World War II concentration camps in a romance, romance, romance between between a biracial uh, concentration camp member and a member of the Nazi youth, like Hitler's young boys Mm -hmm. club or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I mean, I'm not a historian. So like Hitler's young boys club. Yeah, Yeah, basically the Hitler youth, the Hitler's young boys club. Yeah, absolutely. It it works. It applies. (laughs) I, is this really supposed to be a true story? Yeah. But like, all her shit is based on true events, like true stories. Like I call mm-hmm. bullshit, but that's what she likes. That's what she does. Um, but See, I've seen Be- I've seen Belle. I haven't seen all these other ones. I actually didn't mind Belle too much because it's not like a race fantasy. I mean, like usually it seems to be that like usually it's like a a black person will fall in love with a white person in her movies, which I guess is true to life because she's married to a white guy. But like Belle wasn't nearly, <laughs> nearly as egregious <laughs> and fucked up as what I saw from the clips from this movie. Um, Ooh. Ooh. They were bad. So- <laughs> 
So, I feel for Amanda. I'm sorry, but they were I don't bad. feel for her. I mean them. I'm sorry. Them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Don't feel for I, them. I feel for the fact that their editor, not editors, <laughs> their agents, they didn't step in and be like, um, let's so this not. Ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. Because Emma wrote um, the movie too. That was the other fucked up part. She didn't just like, she didn't just direct the trash. She wrote the trash. It, oh God! Brought forth the trash. <laughs> she did. She did. And Amandala co-signed because they took that role. <laughs> They're the one. The white Nazi man was talking about. I like to listen to jazz music, and she said nigga music, and he looked at her like, oh. Like, he was outdone. outdone. I, seriously, I was, he looked at her like, "Do you want to put the uniform on yourself? Because <laughs> you might be, you might be about this life more than I am." Because, And shout out to all the people who went logged on a letterbox. I saw somebody who like literally made a letterbox just to review that movie and like Bohemian Rhapsody. They gave him both half a star and was like fuck oh. these movies <laughs> and was like oh. and I and they haven't posted anything since and I was like this is, a, this is so wild and somebody else posted Nika music <laughs> as a review <laughs> so I just want y'all to know we will not be reviewing that ever we've had no. enough I've y'all gonna enough. have to pay me to watch it like I like a lot of I money. don't take care of myself already, but I love myself <laughs> more than that. I know that much. <laughs> but anyway, but, sorry for that upset. <laughs> <laughs> but tonight or this week's episode, we usually record in the evening, so that's why I always like tonight. But mm-hmm. this week we are talking about sorry to bother you. Mm-hmm. Um we landed on this m- movie somehow. Um, oh, I, that was me. It was me. <laughs> we all know it was me. I can say why. Okay. I can give the backstory. So basically, when we were discussing the Christmas movies, Brittany was like, we should watch Snowpiercer. I guess because it there's a lot of snow in, in said movie. I'm assuming. Yeah. It's and I was like, you know, it's in the name. It's on the tin. Um, but like... I didn't want to like in the year on like a downer, basically, because I like that movie a lot. But like it is it's not the happiest of movies. <laughs> and I know I was going to be like, man, there's going to be a lot of like heavy stuff you got to talk about because there's a lot that goes on with like, you know, class inequality and, you know, exploitation of people and so forth and so on. And so I was like, let's keep that on the back burner. <laughs> and Brittany kept mentioning it and <laughs> at the same time so it's still in the back of my mind but uh, at the same time like around the same time I ended up watching Sorry to Bother You which is on Hulu currently still um, and I was like you know what there is some similarities not complete and total similarities but there are some similarities that kept jumping out to me in, I guess in the in the basic journey of the characters that I was like, you know what? Let's watch this. I didn't mean for anybody to be like, you know what? Ashley's talking about Sorry to Bother You, so let me watch Sorry to Bother You, <laughs> which I think is what a, a bunch of people did because I saw you and I saw that one and I think somebody else and I was like, and everybody was like, no. 
And I was like, it, it wasn't meant to be like an endorsement. I'm just saying like this movie brings up some stuff that I feel is important. It's not, you know, obviously it's not like a perfect movie. I wouldn't say that. But it does touch on a lot of like, you know, about like gentrification and like uh, hiring cheap labor and, um, you know, legalized slavery <laughs> in many aspects. Mm. That um, I think is it kind of in in our um, now 2009 years or sorry, two thousand nineteen. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. See, I'm already not ready for this year. Goddamn. Um, in, in our 2019 years, I feel like it's it's gonna come up more and more because just the two of us I know we've been affected by gentrification. I know most of us, if we are not like affluent people in our like early or like late 30s early 40s that you know aren't living in the suburbs like (laughs) gentrification has kind of like fucked us up in more ways than one but um yeah so i i mean this is this is why i picked this movie or pick these movies um I don't know i i know like this movie is very heavy-handed i know that but i I just i just thought it is, yes. <laughs> but I I just thought like the that was a good, it's it's very like topical and it's very sort of, um, I guess of the times I guess would be the, a a a good descriptor. Like these these issues are going to keep coming up; they're not going away anytime soon. So I agree with you. I actually believe that is where we're heading. Like I feel like worry-free could be a legit thing that happens really soon and i'm like worry-free life kind of <laughs> seems a little lit <laughs> like there are like places like um like we work which i always hear about but i never actually sat there like read anything about them um but like we work is kind of like a i guess as of now it's like a like a co-working space like they rent out co-working spaces so like my uh my company was uh renovating its office so like half of our office ended up going to like a we workspace and they liked it or whatever but then they kind of want to like expand into like all kinds of things like banking and like you know we want to sell you like houses and apartments and like yachts and all kinds of stuff and i was like what <laughs> like a lot of a lot of corporate company or very like highly like very corporate companies are getting into more of like the private sector which is like a big concern for a lot of people because it's not just like we're selling you things like we're trying to like literally like make you dependent on us in your life for like everything and with that like there's a lot of convenience and stuff with a lot of um like these products and services for some things, some things are like stupid, <laughs> but like some things are, you know, they, they do come in handy and they are convenient, but then like the labor that they use to um, distribute said products and services is usually cheap labor. They don't pay people enough. Um, if something happens, they don't, you know, their workers aren't protected. Like there's a lot that happens with that. A lot of, uh, a lot of like, companies now are trying to unionize or groups of people are trying to unionize which i think is a really good thing but there's like you know that one what newspaper was that like the guy just like bought the newspaper and shut the whole thing down because he didn't want to deal with the union like he was like fuck it 
Fuck your jobs. Bruh. Yeah. Uh. Like he did. I was like, what? I was like, you don't want to give people like decent, like a decent living wage and like basic like health insurance and like, you know, it makes no sense to me because I was like, people would want to work for you if you would just pay them what they deserve. And if you just think, if you think they deserve less than nothing, then that is a huge problem because I'm like, people can't come to work if they can't, you know, survive. <laughs> like, they can't do, they can't work. Like, it, you would think it would be like a basic sort of like, this is a win win. Like, you have workers that are happy, which means they will produce more work. <laughs> and so, like, that you would think that would at least, like, at the base level, that people would, like, people in higher up positions would think of that as, like, a good thing. But, oh, God, people. There's so many companies that are just like, no, oh, you smell like union forming. Fuck this shit. We're pivoting <laughs> to something else. Bye to all your jobs. So uh, yeah. a lot of labor is like is is dispensable. Um, and then it's, there's weird backlash against that, too, because people will be like, well, millennials don't do this. They don't have careers. They don't. I'm like, who can have a career in a place that doesn't take care of you in a way that exactly need to be taken care of like seriously it makes no sense to me it was like there's such a disconnect and i think a lot of it comes to people thinking number one people think that poor people are immoral like they think poverty is basically all due to the fact that yeah like they think you're lazy like they think like because you're poor that means you're lazy because this person worked hard and he's a billionaire and i'm like most billionaires don't do shit and have never done shit their entire life have never done shit if they did have to work really hard to do something and get somewhere they've i feel like a lot of exploitation was a part of that um a part of their rise (laughs) and and then also it's like I just because somebody's not super wealthy doesn't mean they're a bad person. Like I know plenty of people who are not wealthy who work so fucking hard. Like so that's like that's basically my like our entire ancestry is people working really hard and being really, really fucking broke. And yeah. and it's not fair to assume that because you aren't some sort of, you know, wealthy person that you don't have any goals or aspirations or you're not working hard you're just in there being lazy and then that leads to burnout for people and it's just like a fucked up cycle and you know you know that's why i did not want to talk about this in december <laughs> i was like let's let's let people enjoy their christmas presents because i, I, I will go off <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah so that's what this movie kind of brought up for me um and i guess i guess we can talk about the synopsis (laughs) okay so this movie is weird like i it's weird um but it is about a young man named cassius green who lives at his uncle's house in his garage and the movie like opens with him trying to get a job as a telemarketer essentially and Mm -hmm. the movie throughout the movie he does he's pretty successful at telemarketing through a trick he learns from Danny Glover. And he's mm-hmm. able to go from being a um, phone salesperson, a telemarketer, to basically like the corporate level of the company. And he learns like behind the scenes company secrets. And he learns a really 
girl i just gotta describe it as girl secret about the company (laughs) that kind of plays into what ashley was mentioning earlier like how to get even more labor for cheaper for a company Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. how cash goes to expose this and experiences some consequences Mm -hmm. um the uh, girl <laughs> um, like, that's all I can really say at a certain point is it goes girl it's a girl like girl it's one of those movies where you're like okay this is going a certain way okay 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 and then like oh shit what happened like like it takes like a hard left sort of like like uh I would say two quarters of the way in no like actually like three quarters of the way in like it's really close to like I think in like the last I would say like half hour maybe it just yeah, goes like, yeah. out of, like just spins out of control, and so I think like I think I'm actually surprised that nobody spoiled it on the internet because I literally was like watching this movie. I'm like, okay, okay, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, wait, I was not expecting like anything that happened in this movie. I was not expecting <laughs> aside from like a few things because I remember the things that made me want to watch this movie in the first place, like when the trailer first came out was first there was like oh that's the keith stanfield and i was like really happy for him this is before i knew he was like doing like homophobic raps for whatever reason uh ashley that's not him that was not lucky doing those homophobic raps that was a character he played who was oh also named lakeith fucking stanfield like that was a character <laughs> and not him okay oh. You know, it was a character, quote unquote, character. I never heard his like explanation of why, other than he was like, "All right, that wasn't." Did he even apologize? I don't even remember. He said it was it was a character that was he was doing a character. Okay, that's not an apology. So cool. <laughs> so all right, cool. So I never realized the the reasoning behind it. Um, that's upsetting, and that's why I kind of just like, have been cool on him for a while. Yeah. At the time, I had to unfollow. <laughs> I thought I was really happy, like for him, you know, especially because he was coming from Atlanta and that kind of thing. And so, um, the t- the TV show, um, and then Stephen Yan is in it, who we both love oh so much. So I adore. Much. I love him so much. He's so. <laughs> I was watching this movie like I think on Friday, and I was like, "Have you ever seen like just such smooth skin?" I'm just like, I just want to reach out and just touch his face. And his voice, <laughs> like, bruh, his voice when he's trying to rally them troops. I'm like, okay, babe, what are we doing today? What you want? You want to protest the man? Okay, okay. Okay, I will go and grab a picket sign too. Just tell me where to go. <laughs> but I was also really happy for him too because his career has actually been popping off a lot in the last, like, I think two years. Because at first it was a little shaky after after the horrible thing they did to him on The Walking Dead. But then yeah. I think he's I think he's been getting a lot of praise lately, which is good. So I was really happy to see him in the movie as well. And then the other thing I I was really happy to see was um the kind of surreal aspect to this movie because the scenes that kind of made me like like interested were when he when cash gets like dropped into like different people's houses when he's calling them because it reminded me so much of uh michelle gondry who directed uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind 
I love him so much. Like, I like how he plays with, like, space. And he's really um, adamant about building, like, the sets for his movies. Like, he doesn't like to rely on a lot of, like, digital effect work. So I was like, oh, okay, I can see where this is going. Like, I can see this is going to be kind of like a surreal kind of thing. And that is in the movie. But, like, those are the things that made me, like, want to see it. But then also I was like... Nobody else mentioned the craziness that happens later. <laughs> Nobody mentions the craziness. Um, but yeah, so Rudy gave like the synopsis. Uh, and I wrote like some notes because I um I don't know. I still don't really feel like I know enough about Boots Riley to even talk about him. I know he get <laughs> on my damn motherfucking ass nerves. I know that much. Why? He doesn't he have like a oh, weird okay. Twitter. Yeah, like, okay, so I give the movie points, like, I give it props for one being very weird, like, I like surreal shit, like, I like absurdist thing, I like satire, I love all that, I want to see, like, how weird you could get, um, what I don't like with films like this is when everything is so heavy-handed, where you really don't give me, I feel like you don't respect me enough as the audience to let me figure things out on my own. Like you don't give me that space to pull from the movie, like what I think certain things mean. And I feel like that ruins kind of the fun of the movie, especially like those really weird movies. Like if I can't take a little bit away from it, I feel like I'm being force fed like all this info or like being told what to think on certain topics and I get like mad I'm like bro let me do my own thing um and what I didn't like because we have access to Twitter like we can literally you can write anything you want on the internet and somebody who might be associated with that particular project can clap back at you um what I didn't like is that it seemed like he had a very hard time taking criticism with his movie. Like when mm-hmm. someone said they didn't like certain aspects of him, he was quick to jump in and kind of like re-explain their experience with his film. Like, oh, yeah, you can't really do that. Like if somebody doesn't like it, like I understand it's his first film. I understand all that. Like if somebody doesn't like your work, yeah, that's going to hurt your feelings. But just because they didn't like it or just because they didn't necessarily get what you were trying to give them doesn't mean they're wrong. And you shouldn't make your, like you're pushing your audience away by doing that. And that's part of what I didn't like about it. So one thing, too heavy handed. Second thing, bruh back off i wonder if that's because of his like background like being an organizer and like kind of being more of like the more outspoken um route i guess in terms of because he makes music and stuff too i don't know if we mentioned that but he makes music and stuff and so i think like most of his music has been like very like i guess in the realm of like the political because he doesn't feel like he's very political he just like i'm you would consider this political because it's not necessarily talked about openly emma a lot of times but um, I wonder if that's like a thing. Like he's just used to kind of having to make his opinion heard, and so he's like, "No, I want you to make sure you understand it." But also, yeah, you did mention that it's his first movie, and so I don't think he was probably prepared 
for the amount of attention this movie would get. I always find it yeah. weird when people kind of search their movies <laughs> on the internet. Um, I don't really like when people, like, I know, like, we both make stuff. Like, Brittany writes and I, like, draw and shit. So, like, <laughs> so, like, we, we have to get used to, like, criticism. Um, but also, I know, like, a lot of people just do not. Like, Emma. Emma, Emma does not uh, like me criticize her movies. <laughs> yeah, you gonna get a cease and desist letter, Brett. Which <laughs> is, first of all, y'all watched her movie illegally, so she did have you on that. Now, if y'all watched it illegally, and was like, girl, you know when that <laughs> she said nigga music to that white man. <laughs> like, if y'all said, like, ooh, that was my favorite part, she probably wouldn't have hit y'all with that. But y'all roasted her. She retweeted a lot of people from what I saw. She was like, uh, like retweeting compliments or whatever, which I always feel is kind of weird, but you know, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sorry that it was ridiculous, but like my, my girl, like <laughs> you too rich. Actually, no, you know, like, let me not say that because you know, she might not be like balling out of control or whatever. I mean, like, I won't like yeah. assume or whatever, but like. <laughs> Aren't you busy? <laughs> Emma, she ain't got shit to do. I guess she's not busy enough to not respond to people on Twitter. But I, I can, I can see why you would get pissed. I can see why people get pissed. But also, it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, you know, pick your battles or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, I know. He, I know. Boots also wrote like a lot of. Were those some things with him and Spike Lee? Am I making that up? Um, I feel like you're not. I feel like this, I don't know. I I forgot to look into it because I forgot about it when it happened. I feel yeah, like this I, is the thing where Spike was like, mm, and he was like, mm, and it was like a disagreement. <laughs> and a big old, mm, <laughs> across the board. <laughs> I know, I didn't read any of it because I didn't want to be spoiled because I think the movie was still out in theaters at the time and I wanted to like, didn't want to like because I know he like oh, explained one okay. of the characters or whatever. I looked it up. I looked it up. Okay. Oh god. This is why. This is oh, why god. they're beefing, or they were beefing. Oh, so they so, were. <laughs> they they probably still beefing. Um. No. So he Boots Riley wrote. Oh, I read this. I forgot. I read this, guys. He wrote like a review or an essay about Black Klansmen where he had issues that the film was a made-up story in which false the false parts of it try to make a cop the protagonist in a fight against a racist oppression. Well, um, you know, from I what I've heard. Don't fuck with Spike like that no more. So the likelihood of me seeing Black Klansman is very low. Unless it's like free 99 on stars, then I'll watch it. I think my mom watched it recently and I was like, I came in the room and I was like, oh, okay. And then I left. <laughs> my grandma wanted to see it. That's why. And my mom was trying to watch it to make sure there wasn't like too much craziness before she was like, yeah, you want to watch it. But my grandma hasn't watched it yet. So I'm guess, I guess I'm going to assume that there was a lot of craziness in there. So <laughs> oh no, um, But yeah. And also the thing about Spike Lee, like something about Spike Lee, um, you know, after he made Black Klansman, he got like $20,000 from um, New York Police Department, I think, to do a campaign about, you know, building peace between the citizens and cops. 
So, yeah. I mean, um, there's like other there's other things that need to be done in between that. <laughs> mainly, mainly, mainly admitting <laughs> that, that you be killing people judiciously. I don't even want to admit that. The child just be popping off. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Did he take the money? Oh, hell yeah. Like, yeah, he took that money. That's how I feel like that's how we found out about it. I know y'all he, need to trying to talk about securing the bag, but like discernment, please. <laughs> please I mean, Ashley, would you secure that bag? Oh, you could take oh. the money and then make something really shitty. But you still <laughs> took the money. Y'all, I hope y'all listening. No, oh, you talking about me. I'm talking yeah, about wonder if he was Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's I don't want to be attached to you know, people don't forget. That's hard. <laughs> people don't forget. And I wouldn't want I mean, like, what am I supposed to say? You want me to just lie? You just want me to fill a bunch of lie film a bunch of lies or whatever. I was like, I You're from know. New York. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. You're from New York. You know how people have been treated. By the cop, you know, and you just got half go of and- his filmography is like that. Like, this is what you do for a living. <laughs> this is you. This is what you do. How dare you? Yeah, I don't think I could. That's that's one of those like moral things where I'm just like, yo, this is like the wrong thing. If you, unless you like, unless you like, literally took the money and then you went and filmed something crazy and they'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> and you're like, well, I don't do returns. I don't do returns, so <laughs> no return on your on your um on your deposit. Sorry, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's one of those type things. I feel like that's happened before in history where people like pay somebody, like not like like regular, but like in like actual like filmmaker history where that's happened. But I could, I mean, I could be wrong, but yeah, Spike. What you doing? <laughs> what are you doing over there? What you doing? But I, I mean, I can't really comment too much about Black Clansman because I mean, I haven't seen it. But from what I've heard from other people, it's like this seems like it's very, um, it's going very easy <laughs> on the KKK people and <laughs> not mm-hmm. like really taking them to task. So mm-hmm. yeah, that don't help there either. <laughs> um. Like, I, okay, so when watching this movie, it's obvious that Cash is a millennial. Like, Mm -hmm. he lives with his family, he can't really find employment, so he's Mm -hmm. desperate for work, and he goes into telemarketing, and he gets this job with, what is the name of the company? It's Regal View, it's like a, uh, like a basic telemarketing company. And he lies to his interviewer and says that he used to be like a banker and he won Mm -hmm. like banker of the year or um, (laughs) employee of the month for something something like a couple years ago and his boss was like oh you did you really worked at that bank and he's like yeah he's like oh that's cool because I don't remember you because I used to be a branch manager and he got like his spot totally blown up but well, who boss? brings a fucking trophy to a job interview? <laughs> like, he brought his plaque and he bought a trophy from high school. And I was like, that's all you got? That's what yep. you got? That's yep. all you got? 
I was like, you're not high school age. <laughs> Why are you bringing someone from high school? Let me tell you, if you're in high school and you think anything that you do in high school, aside from like sports, will matter when you get to college, I'm telling you, it won't. It will not. It not in the won't. slightest. Okay, it definitely won't matter once you leave college. If you go to college too, because like, <laughs> like it won't matter because everybody's gonna be like, "Listen, that was I mean, you graduated. Like you, you, you did what you had to do. You did what you were required to do." Why are you yeah. mentioning college? Why are you yeah. mentioning high school? But that also yeah. shows where he is in his life. Is he? He hasn't really done anything noteworthy past graduation, which is kind of sad. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't even seem like he was much like a standout student at all in any respect in high school. He, it just seems like he just floated by and he's floating by in life until he gets to Rico View. Um, and the interviewer like actually liked that he lied <laughs> and basically said that it didn't matter. <laughs> like it didn't really matter. Um, and offered him the position. He said it did, It only mattered that he could read. It showed that he could read and that he had initiative. And that's all he needed. <laughs> so as you want to succeed in life, please be able to read and also um, just lie. <laughs> just Basically. Keep I mean, the door down and lie. That's, uh, that's probably the best career advice you've ever given anybody, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And then, then I'm going to hear the stories of fraud. <laughs> Scamming and fraud. <laughs> um, so, like, one thing that the company overall believes in with the telemarketing branch is to stick to the script. So, everyone has, like, a script that you need, just like your regular call center jobs where you're trying to sell people things. And it mm -hmm. looks like they're selling encyclopedias. I think it was, like, either that or, like, like, like nature magazines or something it seemed very national geographic because <laughs> he called that one lady and was like oh we we realized that you liked our bird issue and i was like who's still ordering this stuff <laughs> it kind of reminds me of um of zoo books, oh. zoo books? <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking of. <laughs> with zoo books man like if you were okay i don't even know because like i don't really be uh I don't actually know if they still like sell stuff like this anymore. Like when I was a kid and I'd be like home for like the summer or whatever and be like watching TV like for fucking 15 hours a day. Like <laughs> I would always see like an ad for Zoo Books and an ad for something else like National Geographic and all this other stuff. And I was like, this is so. Highlights. Like, Sometimes. You wanted it. But then I also had highlights. I had highlights. Like, that was, I had, I think they like got me that like before I was born. Like somebody, cause I had like an Aww. old issue. When I was like, I Aww. think I ended up throwing it away, but I had like an issue from like 1989, like like September of 89. I was like, wait, did y'all plan this? <laughs> that, that's what I felt. Like, I felt that's what they were selling too. Um, but yeah, we're getting to like the part that you mentioned earlier that is one of the major things that I liked in the movie. It was like cash being dropped down into like that person's home and seeing like the person that he's speaking to over the phone um and you see his first couple of calls and how they don't go well because he's nervous he can't stick to the script and people are ready to hang up on telemarketers such as life like immediately um, 
and a kindly Negro man in Danny Glover is like, hey, why don't you try using your white voice? And he's like, mm-hmm. white voice? He's like, yeah, why don't you try using your white voice? Um, like, did you did you, did you get what he said? He was like, he's like, not Will Smith. That's just talking proper. Yes, yes. <laughs> he was like, no, you need to be, feel like you don't have any like bills to pay. Like all your bills are paid and you just, you know, you just happen. To be, like, you don't even want to be here right now, but you just happen to be calling them. Like, it's kind of like you're on easy street almost. Like you have this easy breezy life. Like that's your white voice. <laughs> it's like, oh no. Because <laughs> I feel like everybody has had to code switch at least once in their life. How can you, like, honestly, this is messed up. Like, this is a fucked up statement that I'm about to say. I'm just going to go ahead oh, and, and, like, frame this. But, like, is it, like, how can you not code switch at some point in your life? Like, it's sad that you I mean, have to, but, like, mm-hmm. How can you not? Like, yeah, I is think, it? I think it just depends, maybe, on like where you work or like what you do, maybe. In some aspects, because like I feel like if you don't like if you work in a super corporate job, I feel like that's like an automatic yeah. But then like also like if you ever had to do an interview for somebody, maybe that's that definitely comes into play. I guess it just depends too on like where where you maybe where you live or where you're trying to work or like like if you are interviewing somebody who's black i feel like you don't have to put on as many like as much airs and like you're kind of code switching voice because i think i guess they would like get it but i've also never interviewed with like a black person i never had a black person be like my manager or anything like that so i don't know and also i mean i talk like this so like (laughs) i don't have I I don't have to necessarily code switch because it just like is already it's this voice of mine, y'all. Like this voice of mine, this voice of mine. <laughs> like I I don't like ha, like I know there are people who have never code switched in their entire life, but yeah. like that actually seems amazing. That seems like yeah. a life that I would like to live. I yeah. <laughs> I know I have to do it um, often. Oh, yeah, talking to customers and shit. And like, <laughs> hi, hi, welcome. Hi, how are you? Oh, my oh, God. God. Yeah, make, also, them, make them feel comfortable. Hey, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but this is like, and then Danny Glover does his white voice, and mm-hmm. I actually love the concept of the white voice. Mm-hmm. The white, the white voice is literally a white man's voice. So yeah, Danny Glover's white voice. Who played Danny Glover's white voice? Oh, so some people thought it was Steve Buscemi. At one point, but then, but then Boots was like, it's actually like our sound engineer or something like that. I don't, I, it almost kind of sounds like Steve Buscemi, but not entirely. So I kind of get why people thought that, but I think it was just like a random white man guy. Yeah. Like somebody on the crew or something. I don't know. 
but um but yeah i know i know um cassius's voice is played by the racist who i can't fucking stand and that's one of the things i was like oh no like when i finally yeah. because i didn't i don't know why it didn't occur to me like figure out who's who was doing the voices <laughs> um but yeah <laughs> Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't aside from him being Tobias in Arrested Development I don't know why people like like him like him but also I don't think I've seen him in my, many things I know he was like in he was actually in, in Eternal show? Sunshine oh, I've never watched that that's I think that's why he gets a lot for what he does because mm-hmm. he was on Mr. Show that's it like over some people overlook stuff just because of like them being in a movie that they like or a show that they like like his wife who is his wife (laughs) amber samwood remind me what she's in i don't know wait she was like a child sisterhood of the traveling pants some shit i've never seen i've never seen the movie either surprisingly I've never but seen that movie. She I know she was a child things. actress and she is very outspoken in the Me Too movement, which is great. What is not great wow. is that I mean, people need to speak but, up if I they're mean, being that's you know but, that's true, but like also her husband She's a is... raggedy bitch. Like she raggedy, <laughs> her husband is raggedy. So Take them speaking, like take her speaking up with a grain of salt. Because how can you charge somebody up about sexually harassing you when your husband, someone you're married to, you're in a relationship with, sexually harass someone else, and you discredit the victim on his end on behalf of your husband? That's raggedy. Yeah, that's raggedy, Amber Tamblin. It's raggedy. (laughs) I can't find the name of the guy who did um, Danny Glover's white voice. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm looking. I can't find it. But yeah, I, I remember. I remember her kind of because I also wasn't. Um. Oh, I don't remember her name. The Asian girl, Charlene Yee. Charlene Yee. I think. Yeah, Charlene Yee. Yes. She, yeah. She was like your husband was racist <laughs> to me and came up and started saying a bunch of like Asian stereotypes and and he and she was like, oh well, you know, people grow no, up didn't. and. Like he's he people have to grow. I'm like this nigga like 50 years old, bitch. What are you talking I like, about? Also, I was like part of growing also was apologizing. <laughs> like, like, like that's the that's the very first tiny step. It's just like apologizing, and y'all don't even want to do that shit. And so I'm like, well, what growth is there? And we <laughs> can't just we grow- got we can't me, keep, as a person. we can't keep a, allowing room for adult ass white people to grow up. Like anything you do from the age of twenty five plus, you grown. Like you grown. You gotta <laughs> own it. You gotta sit in that mistake, own it, apologize, keep it moving. Like all you gotta you do are, really and truly you're not a kid. Is you grow. Like you really could say, you know what? I did do that. It was fucked up, and I'm really sorry. That's all you got. I mean, what, how hard is that? <laughs> I know, Just, like it's not up to like. Like nobody's gonna like nobody has to accept your apology. That's like one thing people really need to learn. Nobody has to accept your apology ever. They could just hold that grudge to the mm-hmm. die. And I'm very big into no. holding grudges. <laughs> but, no. like, but like, you know, 
it doesn't i mean it's such it's so easy just to like say you know what that was fucked up and i apologize it's so easy to say but people do like there's too much pride and people like well if you don't think it's funny then maybe your sense of humor is broken and i'm like you just really like <laughs> full on went to this girl and like said all this crazy shit to her and she was like what the fuck and then like and then you're just kind of like oh well sorry i've grown as a person (laughs) (laughs) from two weeks ago i'm a totally different person now yeah like i hope she never fucking forgives you man (laughs) (laughs) man but yeah that's his white voice uh Patton oswald is uh another character's white voice which we haven't talked about him yet um he doesn't have a name his name is just mr blank (laughs) like literally yeah he's like it's like beeped out or blinked out um like I don't know what it could be. They never say what it is. They never even suggest. So I'm not even sure what the point of his name not being a name. Or but yeah, why he wears yeah. an eye patch? I don't know why he wears an eye patch. I realize now that this okay. So this guy that we're talking about, he pops up kind of early. He pops up when Cassius goes to uh to um, Regal View the first day. He's standing by like this golden elevator. It's really nice and ornate. Actually, you know what? It's not. It's really tacky. It kind of looks like something that would be like in Donald Trump's house. Like it's real fucking tacky. And like, <laughs> and and the guy has um these really intense sideburns, which actually Boots Riley looks has like those Boots Riley. <laughs> he looks, looks exactly like, like Boots Riley. When I saw the picture, I was like, okay, now I understand because I did not understand at first. I was like, what the fuck is going on with those burns, yo? Um, but uh. Yeah, so he is kind of like this mysterious caller who's like a power caller who is basically they have made enough sales that they um, get to be on another floor entirely. Like take a whole different elevator and everything. Um, But yeah, uh, the white voice works. That The white voice works. (laughs) Danny Glover's white voice sounds like a guy who would say like, how the hell are you, Jim? (laughs) Yeah, you, so, you hilarious so son of a bitch. <laughs> like, everybody called <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Why do they do that? I don't know. I, I have it's not no like me. It's not like it's not like if we you called each other bitch. Like if I came at TV <laughs> like bitch, guess what I heard? Like it wouldn't. It's not like that. It just sounds so aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> it's as aggressive and it sounds like like y'all could turn on each other at any moment because <laughs> they could that's what works behind <laughs> everything they say at all times it's there watch out you son of a bitch and I'm like okay. <laughs> oh so there's a staff meeting we haven't gotten to staff meeting um, Stephen Yun is there he plays Squeeze uh and their office manager sounds like a fucking lunatic like he does i don't know he uses this metaphor of like killing someone in making a sale or something is that bagging and tagging wait yeah and i was like wait did you kill someone (laughs) before you got to work today do you kill somebody when you got to work today or no um and there's also a woman named Diana D. What is she's pronounced? Debo Cherry. Yeah, Debo Cherry, but it's basically debauchery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's talking about synergy and all those fancy buzzwords. And then Cash is like, "Um, so are we getting paid 
or nah? And they're like, no. <laughs> or are they getting going to get paid more? And they're like, no. <laughs> like, no, it's a nice try, though. <laughs> like, but this this kind of like um, catches Squeeze's attention because he he goes and introduces himself later, um, and he's like, you know, that's a good question. Like asking you to pay. Like we're trying to actually, you know, get some people together so we can, you know, actually ask for better pay, which is essentially um, he's trying to like form a, a a union amongst the telemarketers. Uh, and then we have to talk about um, uh, Cash's girlfriend, Detroit. Who is played oh, by okay. Tessa, Tessa Thompson? Uh, yeah. Her character is a lot. <laughs> she's like and nothing. I wrote she's everything and absolutely nothing at all. You know what I'm happy about though is that that she's not like her character in Dear White People. I'm actually really happy about that. I mean, because it's like if if Sam was like a nice person and like had a good day. <laughs> <laughs> in her life she would be detroit because that's his girlfriend's name is detroit um i think she said that she wanted an american her, her parents wanted to name her an american name and i think also boots is uh he lived in detroit at one point he lived in detroit and now he lives in oakland so or is from oakland so i think that's why he kind of named her detroit but she's kind of um what's the what's the, what's the character from half and half uh, Rachel True's character, she gives me like that ditzy black girl vibe that I feel like we don't actually get enough of in certain um, parts. She's not quite there yet, though. No, yeah, she's she's kind of also like a, like a third eye. You know what? <laughs> and she's not quite there yet. Like she's not quite there either. Have you have you have you seen somebody called them? <laughs> Called, called them like crystal pussy chakra girls. <laughs> yes, yes, I see that. Yeah, yeah. This is what Detroit. I think this is what Detroit would be. She'd be very much about opening up your third eye and that kind of thing. Which is, I mean, I'm glad they didn't make her sort of like super militant like Sam. That's the only thing I'm happy about. I'm really happy they didn't do that because I think that would have been like, damn. Twice, twice in a twice, in, really? Yeah, you gotta suffer through that again. Yeah, <laughs> not this girl again. What I don't like about Detroit is that she's not really a person. Like, yeah, we don't really she's know not much about her. A person, like she's not a person, and she's not even the girlfriend trope. Like you. In these kind of movies, you have that girlfriend that's there that's supportive until she can't really be supportive of the cause anymore. And she's not quite that either. I felt like she needed needed another element to her because you got that she... Turns out she is um, a part of an underground protesting group, I guess called left eye and she she does a lot of like vandalism of worry-free like billboards around town she's also Mm -hmm. a very shitty visual artist um she (laughs) has africa she's 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 definitely tumblr circa 2012 yeah think of that 
and give back. It's to art. It's Africa and a spoken performance word art thing where you throw cell phones and pigs blood at her while she mm-hmm. recites lines from uh, <laughs> what, what movie? Uh, the Last the Dragon. The Last Dragon. Yeah, which I watched the other week, and uh, that is racist. <laughs> Very racist, oh. guys. <laughs> like I was like, oh. This is bad. <laughs> this is very. I bad. have not actually seen the Last Dragon. Like the um, is that the one that's on Netflix now? I know. Yes. Like Bruce, that's like actually Bruce like a, Leroy. Bruce Leroy. Yeah, it's actually a really popular movie from what I've heard. It's a very popular Black people movie. It was basically Barry Gordy's attempt to make a kung fu movie. So <laughs> you know, sometimes we are not all able. We are not all able. <laughs> It's, so it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we don't all have it. <laughs> I'm actually gonna have to watch this soon because I I remember people talking about it being on Netflix and I don't want to like miss out because I keep saying I'm gonna watch movies and then they float off to somewhere else and then I fucking miss them and that's how I've missed a lot of things from last year. Uh, yeah, she does really shitty spoken word and she's also um, she's a sign spinner so she's got like a day job which is like. You know, you're a person who kind of sits out there with the sign, but she's actually like into it. <laughs> she's like flashing that sign, spinning that arrow. Like she is, I don't, I don't know. I've never been a sign spinner. So I don't actually know like what the parameters other than can you hold the sign outside for several hours? And you spin it. And you spin and you it. And I guess. I'm looking enthusiastic. Although most of the people who do sign spinning here, are, they're just like, yo, where's my iPad? <laughs> like they got their headphones clearly visible and they're like, I'm just here. Please go buy this shit. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Please go into the building. So make my job worthwhile. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she's in, I mean, she's into it. Um, what else about her? She, that's it. I know they have a conversation. Well, they have a conversation um, early in the movie where Cash asks her like kind of a a jarring question, which is, "Do you ever think about dying?" And uh, then, uh, <laughs> yes, uh. I was like, "Are you okay?" And then he's talking about a lot of stuff, and I think it basically goes into what we were talking about earlier about how he's kind of hasn't really done anything with himself since high school, and so he doesn't really have like. He doesn't really, he feels like he doesn't really matter because he's not doing anything that matters. He doesn't, you know, work anywhere that does anything or he's not doing anything. Like, she does art and, like, regardless of it's, like, if it's any good, <laughs> she's doing something that she wants to do, which is not what a lot of us are afforded to do. Like, a lot of us would love to do creative pursuits, um, but we don't get to do them full time. So she at least has that, but he doesn't have anything, which we, I mean... I don't even know what Cash would do if he could do something creative. I just think he just is kind of in like a rut where he doesn't feel like he matters. And if he does anything, you know, if he works somewhere, it's not really a job that's really what he feels like is really doing anything. It's just kind of like I'm clocking in, clocking out sort of thing. Um, But yeah, they're going to like a bar together. And I know this comes up too. It's like she starts talking to Squeeze about how... uh how cash was, was doing something in high school and he was like no don't tell you know stop talking about uh high school doesn't matter whatever and then they're so listen we have to talk about how broke he is 
can we talk about how broke he is real fast this dude put in 40 cents at the gas pump 40 i mean (laughs) sometimes it be like that it be like that because you know what i have been in denton when i go up there denton is mostly still a college town and i've seen two dollars i've seen five dollars i've seen like anything below 10 somehow it's always like you know i just need like a little bit to get around the corner it's fine like and he's got also his window washers are (laughs) operated by rope Hey, whoever in the front seat got a black scoop, 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 I was like, scoop. what if it's just you in the front seat? Well, I was like, you, you better hope it don't rain. <laughs> you got a car full of people, y'all are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, them, them window, like, even if your window wipers are, like, doing their job, sometimes they don't be doing the job. <laughs> so it's like, y'all can go creating right off this road. Help. <laughs> Help for y'all. In the next scene, which we haven't really talked about, you mentioned the the worry free, uh, worry free advertising. The worry free advertising pops up a lot, uh, and there's little like news clips too about worry free. There's like a clip about how there's been four days of protest over the company's policy because the company basically is arranged in such a fashion that you basically sign a lifetime contract. You work on the premises and then you sleep on the premises. So you don't actually really like leave necessarily. They give you, they have like these weird ass uniforms. They also have, they look like minions. They do like minions. They look like they got like overalls and they're like wearing yellow shirts and stuff. And it's then like I yellow think and also, and yeah. Purple. And there's, yeah, and the rooms are ugly. They're like in weird, like they almost look like college dorm rooms, but like also something out of like the Teletubbies. Like every time they showed the, the <laughs> dorm situation, I was like, "Why is everything so purple?" Like <laughs> Ashley, you know what it reminded me of? It right. reminded me of like celebrities who bought houses or rented a house to be on whatever BET's version of Cribs was. Or That's like flavor of love, yes! flavor of love, and they'd have all those houses, or they'd have all those beds and all those different rooms, and people would be like, "Oh, this can be my mansion." <laughs> <laughs> when Hottie was like, "This is going to be my house," is gonna be me and Flav's house, and I was like, "Girl, Flav ain't got no money. He ain't got that shit. He ain't got it like that." <laughs> He got it. He might have it a little like that, but he ain't got it like that. But <laughs> it is really ugly. But these like uh, um these like news reports come up a lot. Also in this universe, I think the Oprah Winfrey show still exists because uh there is an interview with the CEO of Worry Free, who is Steve Lift, played by Army Hammer. Uh, and <laughs> I hate Armand. Armand okay, Hammer. Oh, Why his parents Army. do that? Why his parents no, do that, Ashley? You know, I feel like he's a he might be like a like a third, like an Armand the third or something. You Armand Hammer. On. Hold on, we do it. You know, parents you, honestly, parents do not be thinking of that sometimes. <laughs> I've seen some terrible names, and I'm like, you know that kid has to go to school. Oh yeah, he has a he has a um yeah oh shit 
got a he's got a grandpa no oh, a great grandpa named armand hammer what why Ooh, armand what? hammer the great granddaddy do that why his parents do that girl you know why they do that he was born in 18 he was born in 1898 okay like <laughs> that man was old oh he said his father we are going soft topic but he said um his father named her after a character Armand Duval in La Dame Oh Camilla's. Ooh, my French ain't trash. My French is trash. Um, it's from uh Oh, but then some other people say that Hammer was named at the Arm and Hammer graphic symbol of the socialist <laughs> of the Socialist Labor Party of America, in which his father had a leadership role. Well, you know. That's still if you bout it. If you bout it, you bout it. <laughs> and it sounds like Armand's father was about it. Yeah. Julius Hammer was about it. <laughs> <laughs> Julius Hammer, that's a name for your ass, man. <laughs> that's a name. That's a name. <laughs> but yeah, poor Army. Poor Army. He's um Armand Douglas. Lord. That's a name. Armand. Armand Hammer. Oh, his dad don't have his name though. His dad is Michael Armand. <laughs> and his and his son was Julie or his father was Julian Armand. Girl. So that name is like that name is the name. Like, yeah, I gotta keep the name. Sorry. I'm sure I'm sure this one of his kids is probably I would not be surprised. He does have kids, he's married. He looks he like a, a Muppet to me. I'm sorry. I'm digressing. But he just looks like you know, a Muppet. I'm well, sorry. I'm, I got to get it off my chest. He looks like a Muppet. I go, I go back and forth. Because, you know, sometimes Army is, like, real dumb. Like, he real dumb. But, like, the gray was doing it for me. He's got gray. Something about gray in people's beards now. That's, like, a thing for me. <laughs> and it's a problem because... Pretty much every man will get gray in their beard. And <laughs> so I'm like, oh, shit. I just, I don't know. I'm like, oh, you've gotten old, have you? <laughs> like, that's, that's really That's really bad. That's really bad. I'm so sorry. And also, are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? Are we going to reveal the most important fact about Army Hammer? What, he's 6'5"? He's 6'5". He's... <laughs> Six foot five. That is very. You see tough. how this can be a problem. You can't base everything on height, but then I also will base a lot of stuff on height. <laughs> just a mess. I'm so sorry. Just, just write me off. Write me off now. It's and let's pause. Lakeith <laughs> is six foot tall, and Steven is probably like oh he's five nine five okay, nine come through but we love but we love, okay but we love him anyway sometimes you have to love around the height <laughs> <laughs> man oh my god no. wait and for the people who are into this it's a certain sect of people who are into this um but danny glover is allegedly six foot four just, just <laughs> throwing, it, throwing it out there for y'all. I hate you. I know exactly. Oh That's something for everybody. And t- how about oh. Tessa for everybody? Tessa, <laughs> <laughs> for everybody. 
Tessa is 5'4". She's a petite queen like me. Oh, she, there you go. She might be a little taller than me. That's so weird <laughs> to think of. I always think of actresses being really tall, but they're actually really, really small. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so Steve Lift is Army's character's name. <laughs> I think he's supposed to be like a Steve Jobs type of person. I mean, but you could kind of fill him in for anything. Honestly, really, now he kind of reminds me of Elon Musk in level of, are you, like, how much drugs? Because, like, yeah. because last summer, man, Elon was on Twitter. Twitter will fuck your shit up. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I'm sure, I'm sure nobody gave, like, two, sh- not, not not that nobody cared. It was just kind of like, oh, this is random dude, Elon Musk, and he makes cars, and he also is trying to build rockets. And shit, and then he, but then he went uh, like, do y'all know that you can log off? <laughs> you can always log off. Y'all are too rich. Some of y'all are too rich to be on Twitter, and that's just the end of it. When that's I have more stance. than fifty dollars in my pocket, I'm shutting everything down. That's I know when I have fifty dollars, I can't fuck with y'all brokies. So <laughs> down. Can't do that nine to five shit. <laughs> but, but seriously, I'm like, y'all, don't you have a company? You have a company to run. You have you have you have endeavors and shit. You're trying to like scam the people into making your little fucking weird ass tunnels or whatever the fuck. He's trying to make girl, he's trying to make like tunnels or some shit in Chicago that go right along the red line that goes to uh O'Hare. And it's supposed uh, to save time. It's it saves literally three minutes to drive up his little tunnel or whatever. That's what it that's what they're estimating. And I'm like, first of all, Chicago has like I feel like it has a really, really great transportation system. I've been on it. Like the train is like I mean, it's the train. It can be a pain in the ass, but it gets you where you need to go. <laughs> I was like, so where are you going to put this shit? You're going to put this underground for, t- for like, I mean, like, the main area of Chicago. Like, why would you have a car? Like, I've been there, and I'm like, you have to pay to park. You have to move your car when the fucking street sweeper comes. I'm like, why do you all even have cars? I wouldn't even bother. But then, like, he's trying to get them to do, like, this whole, like, project or whatever, and then we were like, okay, but once you drive your car to O'Hare, do you want to actually fucking park at O'Hare? <laughs> like, do you know how much money it costs to park at the at the fucking airport? It's it's a racket, man. <laughs> <laughs> I parked at uh, DFW like last year for uh, when we went to Phoenix for five days, and that shit cost me three hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> My mom was like, yeah, just take it. I was like, you can't drop us off. She was like, no, take your grandma. Just park there. I was like, do you see this? <laughs> what do you think I'm made of? Because it's not money. <laughs> it's not, y'all. But uh, yeah, Steve Lift is a white man who is denying everything. Uh, and he's wearing, I went to Jamaica once sandals. That's what I like to call him. <laughs> And I was like, are we really going to trust him based off them sandals alone? I wouldn't. At all. <laughs> like. And his little, like, culottes. They're like, bad. He, he, he's dressed real comfortable. And it's mm-hmm. weird. Um, yeah. He, 
Yeah. And then the game show they changed the channel to is I got the shit kicked out of me. That's the cool game show of the of the era, which kind of reminds me of that show that Ellen has on right now. It reminds me of like 17 shows on TV right now. I you try like- really hard to, to stay away from those, but they every time I catch one, I'm like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> it's um, not good at all. Like that show where you try to do the obstacle course and they like are throwing shit at you and you fall off shit no. and it's always it's in the water. water. Yeah. Like I feel like all reality shows is that show to me. At some point. Yeah. Yeah, the one the one Ellen has, like, it drops you off of shit. Like you'll be standing on a platform and you if you get the answer wrong, it'll like drop you like thirty feet down or some shit. Like no. People be like really on there. Like one lady was like, she was freaked out because she thought she got the answer. So she was like preemptively screaming every time she did something. She was like, ah, 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 and I'm like, oh god, please, 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 shut down, <laughs> shut down. <for> time. <laughs> the anxiety I'm having right now is too much. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the show that they have. I know at one point somebody gets like the literal like I think the lady on there gets like punched in the face like straight up, just like. There's no point to this. Just, you know, cold cocked right in the nose. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, they're arguing about black people and white people making spaghetti. And I thought of you. <laughs> I, thought, I thought of you. Was it in a bucket? <sighs> you know. I, I'm not going to stop until I have spaghetti out of a bucket. Because... Again, that spaghetti looks so good. And every time I come into contact with spaghetti, I'm always thinking, would this spaghetti be better if it came out of a bucket? It's literally, like, I would say 75% sauce. I mean, I'm okay with a heavy sauce ratio. Like, oh God, no. I'm, I'm okay with it. I'll eat spaghetti like that little boy <laughs> in the the killing of a <laughs> oh, the way he that's me. Nasty. That's me. In a bucket of spaghetti. That actually made me not want to eat spaghetti for like a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, there's too much. I can hear the sauce in his mouth. It's nasty. Ooh. Oh God. Um. But yeah. So uh, they do a toast and uh, cash decides to try out his white voice and everybody was like what the fuck is going on it's it's very i don't know why he decided to pull the white voice out then but everybody's like please don't do that no more <laughs> please, please don't do that please don't do that shit no more um and also i think we should mention uh cash's cousin who's played by terry cruz who cash owes lots of money uh and his and even if cash does come through with the money it still won't matter because uh, I guess he's like so behind on his house payments or whatever. I think he said he's behind like four months in rent. Yeah, yeah, and and he was like, "It's making my diabetes act up." <laughs> 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 oh God, we're terrible. We're laughing about diabetes for like, since like November. <laughs> diabetes ain't funny, y'all. Diabetes please, please. is a life-threatening disease. If you know someone with diabetes or you have diabetes yourself, make sure to take care of yourself. Like, and take care sure of that person, you know. Go to your doctor's. And you know what? 
And people keep trying to raise prices of insulin and it's a problem. Girl, like, it's a problem. People have died from rationing their insulin. Like, you're and not that's supposed sad. to do that. People have died. Yeah. Because Nobody like, should like, why? have to do that. Like, I don't understand what you're getting out. I mean, I know what you're getting out of raising the price of insulin. You're getting more money out of people, but also it's like, do you just want like like droves and droves of people to die all at once? Because yes, they don't give a fuck. They really don't. It's like eventually nobody's gonna be able to afford this shit. Not even your ass. Like, what are you doing? It's just so like horrifically immoral, honestly. But they don't care. So, um, he's actually thinking about going to worry free to, uh, so he doesn't have to worry about his living situation and you know cash and Detroit are discouraging him. But he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> I need money and I, and I need somebody to pay me enough money so I can have somewhere to live. Which makes sense. The housing situations lately are, it's. The fun thing about living in the South is that lots of people think it's very, very cheap to live here. And in comparison, it probably is very, very cheap to live here. But also, it's not cheap for me to live here anymore. And I've lived here my entire life. <laughs> like, I'm, I've always lived in the South. If you're selling an apartment here for $2,000, that's a one-bedroom apartment. I just want you to know that that's fucking ridiculous and I hate you specifically. <laughs> and that could be anybody in, like within, like, a four mile radius like it's a lot of people all these apartments are insane like mom was like what about this apartment what about this apartment i'm like have you checked on this let's guess let's just guess and see how much a let's see how much a one bedroom apartment is oh 1800 dollars, really <laughs> and it's how many square feet it's 400 square feet and to some people like oh that's that's great because you're living in a fucking closet and somebody's brownstone in new york down here that is insane that is insanity that's like that's like paying your actual like mortgage in some places like that's bullshit (laughs) it's bullshit and half like when i first moved out um on my own the very first time was in 2013 i want to say my rent was a cute 575 dollars my that apartment now, it was very cute, and it was a little, it was a dial apartment, but it worked because it was only me. It was fine. Um, my living room was teeny, teeny, tiny. I don't even know why they called it a living room. It was bullshit. But that same apartment now is close to a thousand dollars. It is two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it's a two thousand nine. It's two thousand nineteen. That apartment is almost a thousand dollars. It is still the same size. <laughs> the only thing that's different is that there are stainless steel appliances. Like, please don't make me pay extra money for fucking <laughs> stainless steel appliances. So many of these people down here don't even cook. <laughs> like, why are you making them? Why? So they can show up to your mom and dad who may, be, may or may not be paying their rent. Because a lot of people, apparently, their parents pay their rent, which is... Wow. <laughs> if I was like a parent and I had like I pushed you out the house and all of a sudden you were like, Oh yeah, by the way, can you spot me a thousand dollars every month? Excuse me. Right. How? How does that work? But anyway, we've gone on topic again. <laughs> Go, <laughs> going through it. Uh the white voice is coming in handy, never one. And he uh is getting a lot of recognition from his weird ass managers. Um 
I think somehow Worry Free has also been cleared of charges by slavery, of charges of slavery by the Senate. That's another news headline. So congratulations. You can keep people in, you know, perpetual servitude. It's fine. It stimulates the economy. <laughs> uh, and so uh, where are we now? I think this is when they like really start to like form the idea to protest like the company. So Squeeze starts to organize a protest and they're like protesting um, Regal View. They're chanting basically fuck Regal View. And meanwhile, Cash is up the corporate ladder. Like he has been offering the position to go upstairs on that golden elevator. And in the elevator, like, I I thought the scene where Diana Debo De- De- Cherry was pressing <laughs> in all those numbers, like I thought that was funny. Like that gave me a giggle. It was like, yeah, she's this like a code for the elevator. <laughs> yeah, the elevator it literally takes her like five minutes to press all the buttons, and she's like, oh yeah, no, we still like click 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 click. <laughs> oh wait, no, click click click. <laughs> she had. Like she gives him a sheet later that's like nothing but nam- numbers for him to <laughs> to press to get on the fucking elevator. Like they really don't want your ass up there. Like stay down here. We don't want you in our fancy Trump elevator. <laughs> like, and she's so weird. She's so weird. She's like sexually attracted to him, and I kind of got the feeling that it wasn't. It was mostly because he was black. I think it's probably mostly because he's black and also because now he's become, like, on his way to becoming rich at the same time. Yeah. 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 That's what I got from it. I I would have to ask Boots on Twitter if I got that right. So he can explain (laughs) it to me. Oh, God. He probably already has to somebody. (laughs) And then the, the elevator is weird, too, because the elevator has a voice that talks to, like, like you're in your sexual prime you're doing this you're gonna make a lot of calls apparently that voice was uh rosario dawson i didn't realize that at the time (laughs) but like the voice is like the elevator is literally like i was like is this like another like an extra layer of sexual harassment (laughs) because (laughs) it just said like oh we hope you didn't masturbate today because we need you in top form (laughs) i was like like, wait a minute elevator what elevator we you don't need to know about my uh my outside work activities. <laughs> like, like, I come in, I clock in, and I go home, bitch. Like, don't be worried about the elevator. <laughs> and um, yeah, once he gets up there, he's not allowed to talk in his regular voice. That's another thing too. He's only his white voice, voice at all times. Upstairs. At all times. Uh, and the big reveal is that the power callers don't sell regular shit. That's what Danny Glover tried to tell him. They don't sell like regular uh, garbage shit like they do downstairs. They do arms deals and they do um slavery deals, basically. Yeah, they do slavery deals. Uh, worry free happens to be their biggest client, and so they're basically arranging. <laughs> I don't know exactly how it happened. I don't know exactly like the specifics, but. Worry Free is their biggest client, and Worry Free's biggest thing is cheap labor. So, yeah. Cash finds himself in a pickle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cash is so pickle. And also, can we talk about uh, 
squeeze and this sign twirling because squeeze while cash is like you know climbing the ladder he's kind of like disregarded all of uh the other people from regal view from downstairs like he's like yeah i'll cheer for you on the sidelines kind of thing like he's like i don't want to get into any of the strike stuff because it would affect his money basically like he wouldn't be able he wouldn't have this job or whatever so he kind of abandons them and while this happens like squeeze is trying to like move in on detroit i was like oh so you ain't shit (laughs) (laughs) he i was like oh squeeze you raggedy but at the same time okay let's see what happens (laughs) (laughs) we love you steven yeah it's like you won't be raggedy as shit (laughs) we're gonna go with you on this journey uh and he does his little sign he uh his little sign routine he had a lot going on. I didn't know Stephen Young could do all that shit. That was <laughs> him Steven... for real. Was that him or like was that was like a stunt dude? Did you really? I don't. I thought I don't so. Know. I don't know. I don't know either. I uh, I know. Did Stephen Young used to play basketball? Was that his thing? I think that was his thing. I might be because I know. Um, I know there's another actor uh on good on the good place he used to be a dancer and that kind of reminded me almost they don't they don't look nothing alike but like i just reminded me of that because they always put um they always put his like dancing into the script of the good place so he he has this like weird break dancing crew that are full of idiots but yeah (laughs) but i know steven yud he i think he's like a basketball player so maybe i don't know i was really entertained by the little mini twerk he gave i I I don't I don't think it was him. Damn it, Brittany. <laughs> sorry. Don't kill my dog. Sorry. So sorry, Ashley. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Can we can we add boots and say, did Steven Young do his own stunt? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know, yeah. I really I feel like we should dare each other to be like, here, at boots with this hey. question. <laughs> He'll probably answer. He liked when I said that I was happy to see Stevie Young twerking. He didn't correct me. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't correct me, so maybe I was right. Oh, okay. I'll do it. (laughs) Was that really Stevie Young twerking? I'm so sorry to bother you. Please don't break my heart and tell me it wasn't. (laughs) That's a sin tweet. Um, it'll get done. Let's see what happens. We'll find out that okay. answer three times. Oh Lord! Uh, so yeah, he he organized the first sign twirlers union. So I guess he's like a union organizer where he just goes, um, from place to place. And he also tries he the way he does this. So he does it so dirty. He's like, you know, like what's with you and Cash? Like he seems very not radical, and you seem more radical. And she's like. I mean, we're good. (laughs) She's kind of a, I don't think she's oblivious to it, but she's like, yeah, we're like, we're good over here. Like, it's fine. We have each other and our brokenness. Like, but also it's fucked up because Cash is supposed to pick her up from work and he doesn't because he's too busy studying the power caller manual, which he hasn't told her yet that he, uh, he's gotten a promotion. So, um, and then we get to see her really bad art. <laughs> oh man, 
But she has like an explanation for it. I think she has like a thing about how it's about like the exploitation of like Africa and like capitalism. And Cash is listening to her, but also he's like staring at the the blunt in her hand. Like, are you gonna stop talking? <laughs> when are you gonna stop talking? <laughs> but I also do like how when he told her about the promotion, she was like, "Oh, okay, cool. So are you gonna pay me back the eighty dollars I gave you or what?" <laughs> I need to get paid too. <laughs> uh, and so I guess what happens next? Uh, he, oh, he upgrades his cars and stuff. He upgrades his life. Like Beyonce said. Upgrade you. Upgrade. <laughs> he just needs to upgrade you. Just upgrade you. Upgrade you. <laughs> upgrade you. But that was another scene that I really liked too. Like, how it was filmed like his upgrade yeah he's got like um they're like making out or something in bed but you see like the bed kind of change and then the the stuff in his room kind of breaks apart uh and he's it's replaced by like nicer shit and then you realize like he's in um i guess he's like in a in a nice apartment building he's got like some shit it's like basically some nice shit from instagram like it's really you know the apartments <laughs> on instagram that are like all white i don't know how i don't know how they do it sometimes i feel like do you, i'm like do you have any furniture at all like do you have things <laughs> at all because i hear like you ever see like an influencer's apartment and you're just like i just have a chair in the corner <laughs> <laughs> that's cash's house but yeah, he has he has he has things in his house. He's got like the you know the the again stainless steel appliances, <laughs> and he's got the the kitchen island and all the other shit that you get in like a nice new apartment that I'll never see. So <laughs> <laughs> I did like how that scene played out, though it kind of showed. But I was also wondering, like, did you save like did he save his uncle's house? Like, we never hear about his uncle again. Yes. So, in that scene, okay, so how he ended up getting the money, he had a very, his first call was a major success um, as a power mm-hmm. caller. He earned like $10 million for the company. And so he leveraged that successful call into getting, I was wondering, like, did they ever get paid? But he leveraged that into getting an advance, so getting paid. And he, like, in that, like, scene where they are showing his upgrade like the beginning of it he has a new car then he gives his uncle a check his uncle gives him a hug and then it moves on to him like making out and then the apartment and stuff changing okay so, yeah i missed the thing with his uncle well good because i was like well damn did you ever do your part <laughs> or what <laughs> so he does mention he mentions to the group like i can't participate in the strike because like I need to save my uncle's house, but I never see I never saw him save his uncle's house. Like I knew the house was still there. I just didn't know what happened. I was like, did he like did he go sign his his life of servitude? Like what happened to him? I, we never see Terry Crews again. But good. I'm glad he did. Cause I was like, Cash, you can't you can't fucking do that. <laughs> um He he does it. He he's a man of his word. Um but the picket, like the protesting, gets a little out of control. Like it gets, it escalates to a point where, you know, it's a threat of violence, and they have to have like uh, police officers come ex- um, 
escort the like power callers into the building. And Mm -hmm. Detroit is like, if you cross this picket line, then we're done. Like, I can't roll with you no more. Um, And Cash just goes for it. He's like, I need this money. So he crosses the picket line and he gets hit in the face, uh, in the head with a can of soda. Girl, that can must have been full because it goes like boom. <laughs> it's it's him, it's him dead in his forehead, and he becomes a meme. <laughs> I mean, like almost instantly, he's a meme. They someone recorded it because what she say? She said, "Have a coke and smile, bitch." <laughs> yep. Well, you can't say coke, so it's like have a coke and smile, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if he said Coke? <laughs> Coke would have been like, pull this movie today. You never see the light of day. You will not tarnish our hundred and some year legacy. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, while doing lines of Coke. Oh, it makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, he, that meme, like the meme, the power of the meme. <laughs> Memes are it's way the- too powerful. Like, that's good. Good job, Boots. Like, good job bringing up memes. Meme <laughs> culture. Because, girl, they had costumes of him because people had... Um, Afros like and had, colas. Yeah, his afro, which is so funny because the afro was, like, super exaggerated because he his hair isn't even like that. I think it's, like, in, like... It's, like, little locks or something? Or is it, like... Yeah, like, little twists. Yeah, but he don't really like be keeping them like, like the upkeep ain't ain't there. <laughs> so it's kind of like a little, it's kind of a little bushy. And but they got these ugly ass like Party City afros with like a Coke can stuck to them. <laughs> so, I don't know if you like, caught it, but the one of like the like they show the TV. Um, so there was like a news report. Don't you know those little like mm-hmm. segments on the news? They were showing you how to make oh, yeah. Coke a uh, cola and a smile bitch costume. So they had a <laughs> white lady like blue in a coke bottle to an afro wig and putting it on. Mm-hmm. Yep, some good old DIY. And then I think too, the girl who threw the can, she ends up getting money from the Coke company. I keep, I keep calling it Coke, the cola company. Uh, and they said it was enough to what did they say? It was enough money to let me find this because that shit had me rolling. Oh, enough money to buy four white babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of money. Four white babies, bruh. Four, bruh. four whole white babies. But I think it's supposed to be like a um I think it's supposed to be like a kind of a send up of the Kendall Jenner have a pepsi and save the world from state sanctioned violence commercial (laughs) i forgot dang i forgot all about that mess i forget when that came out that wasn't that long ago watch it be like it came out early 2018 it's probably 2017 you know know, i don't have my my brain it was 2017 that's crazy what it was April 2017. What? That seemed like it was like 17 years ago. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it even has a... Holy shit. It even has a um, a Wikipedia entry. 
Oh. Live for Now, also known as Live for Now Moments Anthem, is a 2017 short film commercial for Pepsi. Girl. Yeah, they like actually like broke down the whole commercial. <laughs> oh, and it got pulled one day after uh, after it was aired. I didn't realize that. But you know what? YouTube is forever. Also, until it YouTube, is. I guess, cracked down. But people and screenshots are definitely forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Y'all be careful. Delete your old tweets, y'all. Delete your old tweets. She pulled, she pulled off that wig. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is going to get bad. <laughs> pulled off that blonde wig and said, I'm going to the front lines with my Pepsi. <laughs> and you know what? All it takes to stop police violence is a sugary carbonated water. <laughs> it's fucking carbonated water, and that's gonna save the world for like two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> I can. <laughs> like, oh, trash. Uh, so yeah, he's been hitting the head. He's been hitting the head. Um, and. He's he goes. Of, this is a thing I do. I don't like when people are bleeding in movies and they're just like, like you don't stop to clean that up. He's free bleeding at bro. all. He's, he's just well, the, the thing is, he's got he just got a bandage. Like he's got a he's got a bandage around his head. That's it. Like he didn't go to the doctor. Nothing. Like I don't know if fucked him up he needed to go to the hospital <laughs> immediately he was bleeding he was bleeding for like two days like straight like just full on just like what like i'm like you're messing up the pillows in your house because bleeding yeah, that through had the bandage that had me stressed is bleeding through the bandage at one point the bandage turned brown <laughs> like john mccain's tank top <laughs> like Oh no! It was nasty. I hate. I hate when I'm just seeing like people just bleed. I'm like, oh no no no! Pause everything. Pause the action. <laughs> Can you please go take care of that? Where is the peroxide? Can we change the wound? Like, can we change the dressings on the wound? That's gross. I, I, it always takes me out of it. I don't know why. I think it's just because it's gross. It's like one of those things. I'm like, okay, that's too gross for me. Even for me. <laughs> Like, yuck. Uh, but yeah, so this is when, oh, they've been invited to go to the party at Steve Lift's house. But he says he's going to go to Detroit's art show first, even though they're kind of broken up. And this is important to note, too. I didn't realize the first time I watched this, but even Detroit has her own white voice and it's like a British voice. Yeah, it's Lily James, a.k.a. Cinderella. Is it? I, yeah, yeah I've never seen it. I've never seen a movie with her, so I don't actually know who that was. I just like found her name, but yeah, even even Detroit when her um free spirit and shit, she got to put on a white voice too. Which at first I never realized. I thought she was just doing that shit. I thought she was just doing that shit because you know she weird. <laughs> I didn't realize that was her white voice <laughs> until the second time I watched it. I was like, oh, okay, she also has to like. I don't even know if you call that code switch. That's like extreme code switching. Like that's Madonna <laughs> shit. You remember Madonna. that? Anytime somebody like put on like a British, I'm like, bitch, I'm gonna start doing that. It's gonna be really bad, but 
some people like when they move because I think they talked about like Meghan Markle's voice has kind of started to change a little bit because like I mean her entire new family is British so like she's gonna be she's gonna start like adopting like she started to adopt some of the like pronunciations and stuff but like I don't I think Madonna I think Madonna's just (laughs) I think Madonna's just Madonna Yeah. yeah extra yeah classic madonna yeah well you know i guess when you when you got it you can pretend you're from anywhere why not (laughs) uh and so her art show like you said is trash a mess yeah they're like throwing shit at her like like hard (laughs) the first thing she got thrown was a phone and hit her like right in the mouth and i was like did that not hurt (laughs) You know it hurt. It looked like it. It wasn't like an iPhone. It was, it was like a, a like a Nokia phone. Old phone, <laughs> so, like a Nokia phone. I was like, oh, I know that hurt. That you right in the mouth. Like, I'm glad you kept going. I don't know if they like you know might have edited it in post or whatever. But I was like, if you really got hit in the mouth by a cell phone. <laughs> It's over. Like just I dropping, would walk out. I'm like, it's okay. just dropping my it's phone over. on my face. Just dropping my phone on my face, like in bed, <laughs> is fucking brutal. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the only one. That shit hurts, no. man. I one time I was like doing something and I dropped my phone and I have like a giant iPhone that's the size of a VHS tape and I dropped it <laughs> on my lip and I was like it swole up and I just felt bad. It's always your lip and it's always like the corner of the phone. Like it doesn't matter if there's rounded corners, like that's just the art. It is. Especially when it, and it somehow like if it's dark, it becomes like like you're on your deathbed. If it's dark, you drop your phone on your face. It's like life is done. Like it's over now. Ooh, I almost dropped my phone in my face the other day, and I like ducked. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, I'd rather toss my phone and crack it than have this shit hit me in the face again because I couldn't recover. That nah. <laughs> after experiencing that pain no girl no no yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah uh she told him to go to his party and she continues i liked her little her what was the plan of her outfit her outfit was really weird it was like gloves. gloves i know like yeah there was like one that was like a middle finger like it was moved made to like look like a middle finger i think it was like by like i think it was like the the vagina part yeah, I like covered her like vagina, and and I know like I know um they said like they found those outfits. Um, I think it was like a costume director or a costume maker in Oakland because like a lot of the the I guess like the I don't know the crew <laughs> the crew on the movie were like people like that boots like new in Oakland or like you know people like were around the city. And also, I think, I think they said they they went around like scouting to see like what the girls were wearing out, um, 
like in the neighborhood basically which i think is why some of her outfits are weird as fuck <laughs> i've never been to like the bay area so i couldn't like you know i can't back anything up and see like oh yeah that's i've seen that but i guess that's where they got the inspiration from but those gloves man <laughs> she pulled off that that little like robe or whatever it was like i'm here sunglasses yeah on. it was a lot hit me with things <laughs> i was like all right <laughs> All right, girl. I you know what? I got you. I got you. <laughs> and um, and then we see Army Hammer, and he does the longest line I've ever right. seen, ever. And right. it's in front of his party guests. He's like, he starts from like one end of the banister. And he- it was so long. <laughs> It was so long. It was like, oh, so this is the type of party we on. Like, and then, okay, this is weird. I did not notice this the first time. He goes up to like Omari Hardwick's character, Mr. Blank, and he's got like a weird, like, he's got like a riding crop in his hand. And he's, he's like, really into oh. horses. Yeah, that's something we should know. He's got horses literally uh, everywhere. everywhere. Like, I, like, I think on the cover of his book that they show, like, in the beginning, he is riding a horse. There's horse shit all over. Not not literal horse shit, but it's like there's horse like art <laughs> everywhere in his office, and it's a lot. Um, he goes up to Amari and he's like waving the riding crop and calling. He called him a sexy chocolate motherfucker. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that good old fashioned, really really rich people racism. <laughs> it's yeah. It's a lot, honestly. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so Cash is introduced to Steve Lift, and they interact. And I feel like the first thing he asks Cash to do is fucking rap. Like, you yeah. need to rap. Like, you, I look at you. You're from Oakland. I know you can rap. You should rap. You should rap at this party. Rap for me, please. Rap. And I'm like, whoa, wait, are you going to rap? And then Cash, and I thought this was funny because he had a spotlight and a microphone in front of all these Yeah, they put him on the stairs. (laughs) They put him on the stairs. And he, of course, so Cash can't rap. That's number one. He can't do it. (laughs) At all. He don't know how. Not, I mean... Not every black person knows how to rap. <laughs> my ass don't know how to rap shit. <laughs> like, yeah. my bars are trash, bruh. Like, I got no bars. I got. I don't know. I mean, I can barely form sentences just talking to people. Do you want me to really try <laughs> to put that shit to music? <laughs> you, don't, you don't want me to put that shit to music, man. It's bad. It's bad. Uh, so. What please please do you I mean the rap was so simple. Please demonstrate, Brittany, what the rap was. Nigga shit. Nigga shit. Nigga 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 shit. Nigga shit. Nigga 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 shit. And then the white people were like, oh nigger music? It all goes back. It all comes back. It all comes back. <laughs> it all comes back to nigga music, okay? We'll never get away from it. <laughs> and they start rapping along. 
And you know what? This moment <gasps> made me feel like I, how I felt at a fucking Childish Gambino concert. Where You know what? It's so bad. It's so bad. I think it's wor- it was worse than it is now for some rappers. Because cause it used to just be like, let's just all say it together. I'm like, that Whitney Houston <laughs> gif where she looks around. In the crowd that's clapping, they're like, wait, what? (laughs) It's like, we all said the word a little too hard. (laughs) Some of the hard R at the end. We we definitely don't. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, all the white people in there are, like, way too into it. And you see how uncomfortable Cash is. And I'm like... This yeah. is a Childish Gambino concert. This is me as the five black people who were there that day and a whole bunch of white people talking about niggas. And I'm like, what did I do? And then I don't, did we mention earlier that initially um, Donald Glover was uh, cast to play Cash and he had to like step out, like, um, Step aside because it conflicted with his filming se- um, schedule for Solo, which honestly, looking oh. back on things, he probably should have picked this movie over Solo because I doubt I that movie's getting a sequel. So, oh, ooh. I mean, I don't think that movie. I don't think. Well, the the standalone Star Wars movies. I don't think they're like meant to have their own trilogies. Like I don't like you know like I don't think. Um, like, it's not going to be, like, Force Awakens and then uh, whatever the hell came after and then whatever's going to come after next. Like, I don't think it's like that. Like, I think it, they're just literally, like, standalone movies. And I think, I mean, it's Star Wars. Like, I would t- I would take it. I, I mean, I know. I know. But That's, like, a big deal. You That's a big deal. That's, like, a okay. once-in-a-lifetime big deal. I would have to pass. Because I don't, well, you don't even like yeah. Star Wars. I don't like Star Wars. <laughs> and why would I want to be in a Han Solo movie with an ugly Han Solo? Like, ugh. Like, Ooh, get a fine one or bust. Like, mm-mm. Don't, don't give me the ugly one. Give me the old fine one that's mean. Like somebody who no granddaddy. What was, what was Kathleen going through? Oh, she, what? <laughs> because, I'm sorry. Harrison Ford, back in the day, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my God. Like, I'm sorry. It don't correlate. It don't correlate. I've heard it's like a fun movie. Like, it's not like, you know, groundbreaking filmmaking. It's just like a fun movie. So I probably will eventually watch it. But I can see why he picked Star Wars. Because I'm sure when he was a kid, he probably fucking loved Star Wars. And and all the black you know, girls make like, fun of him. <laughs> like in you know, Star Wars. Maybe. And maybe. No maybe they did. At all. No. Because he no was black such a girls nerd. gave him play. And he no was black such a fucking nerd. So none of the black girls liked him and it, he took it with him and he wondered if he was black enough and he, he wondered so much that if he was black enough that he put it in a song that you can never take back. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the rap, 
the rap happened uh and also you know who i like so this is another song you know who i like who kind of will actually he only does it for one song but amine will always uh say during his song uh caroline he'll be like if you ain't black don't say it and it always catches people off guard <laughs> like every single time because it's one of like the standout lines of the of the um of the song is him saying West Side nigga and and he's like stop wait <laughs> like and it's only for that song it's not like all his songs or whatever but like I just like how it kind of keep catches people off guard like you clearly be like oh shit let me um <laughs> let me dial it back <laughs> I enjoy that um but yeah so um while this rap is happening. Do you catch the look on on Steve's face? Like he's in love. There's something. I, I think. Okay, some of it was like very like aggressive in a way that was like, "Are you going to like kill him?" Because like when he was like in the beginning, he meets Steve and he's like, "Oh yeah, Mister Lift," and then he's like, "Oh yeah, don't call me Mister Lift," and then he's like, "Oh okay, Steve," and then he's still like staring him down like in a weird like intimidating way he's like no no i'm just fucking with you and i'm like steve is it the drugs or are you just like genuinely crazy like both both is it exacerbated by is is it exacerbated by the drug yes it's It's worse um uh, like i feel like uh i feel like he fetishizes black men based on mm-hmm. like how he treated Omari Hardrick and all his Ooh, interactions yeah. with Cash and also that plays into his horse fetish later on later mm-hmm. on oh yeah so um yeah <laughs> so there okay the party gets crazy there are just people just fucking in the house. Like, I don't know when this turned into a house of horrors, <laughs> but it did. After nigga uh, shit. After the nigga shit. Yeah. Basically, I guess they just was like, oh, yeah, nigga shit, nigga shit. And then they just started fucking. That's so yeah. gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, um, I keep calling him. We're just going to call him Amari. I mean, we're already this far. He goes up to Cassius and he's like, go see Steve Lift through the magenta doors. Stop crying because I think he's crying over Detroit, or maybe he's just depressed. I don't, I don't know. And he's actually talking in like his normal voice. It's like the only time we talk about he speaks in his normal voice for like the entire movie. Uh, and he goes to Steve's office. Steve offers him a line in a spiral on a picture on a plate with has a picture of a horse. And this is when I noticed that there was horses everywhere. Like, there's horse pictures everywhere. There's, like, horse things <laughs> everywhere. And he's like, I want you to, um, like, I really want you to worry free. Like, I want you to be, like, our man here. And I want you to watch this video proposal. And Cash is like, hold on, I gotta pee. <laughs> and he, this is important. Steve tells him to go down the hall and go to the jade door. All the fucking doors are green. Are green. Like, like different shades green. of green. Were they different shades? Because at one point I was like, yeah. are any of these doors different? Okay. I didn't realize. Yeah, but like, like I feel like, 
I feel like maybe if I don't know if this is like is this like a, a, a an upper class thing or just like I don't know the difference between a jade door and like a I don't know what he says later like a lime door or something. You know, it's like he went to the an olive door. That is an olive. Oh yeah, an door. olive an olive door. And I was like, like I work like I work with color all the time. I'm just like just tell me where the where, is there not a sign? <laughs> Can you just put a sign on the door? <laughs> And so he goes into the wrong room and he goes and there's like someone in like a stall, like a bathroom stall. Like, I don't know what you would call this room. It looks almost like a, I don't know. It almost kind of looks like a testing facility. But it's also got like weird like cages and stuff. Right? There's like fencing and something, right? Yeah. There's a lot happening. It's, It's a really gross looking room. And like, this man, this someone in the stall, and he opens the door, and ta da! There is a man who is also a horse, who's also a man. It's a horse man. It's an equisapien. An equisapien, and you can absolutely see his dick. <laughs> you can absolutely see he has pubic hair. There are more horses. These horses are gross. They Horse, are. Can we talk about the. Dis- like they're like I guess it's supposed to be like how grotesque they're supposed to be, but they're so gross. I was like they don't even look like horses. Like they look like some sort of weird. Mo- it's a monster. That, like, it's a monster. Like like Peter like Peter Jackson would have made this or something in his <laughs> early days. Like <laughs> they're really nasty. This would have been it's- something he would have made and then and then like smushed. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like bad claymation. It it's wet. Like oh. it's a little damp. It's moist. Yeah, well cuz they're I mean cuz they're like half horses, they wouldn't really have hair like a horse would. It'd be mostly skin. Listen, people and horses are ugly. Like together in like a hybrid situation, they're ugly. They're ugly. There's you're bad. This is so distressing, Ashley. Ashley's so distressed. It is like it's like it, the first onset, like you're like, oh shit, what is that? And then like as the movie continues, you're just like, these are bad looking. Like they're really bad. And so um Steve is like walking around carrying a gun. <laughs> so you know it's just like, oh, so we're doing like like drugged up crazy white guy. <laughs> like this is bad. <laughs> crazy rich, drugged up and with a gun. Like this all the things are just like, oh no. No, no, no. This is a bad situation. And so he makes him watch the video after he's freaked out because he doesn't have to pee anymore. He peed his pants. <laughs> so <laughs> he's freaked <laughs> he's full on feed himself. Um and Steve makes him watch this video and he's like, hey, you have to watch this. There's a lot of production value in this. <laughs> I was like, oh no. And then, okay, this is the thing I love. They refer- they directly reference uh, Michelle Ga- uh, Gondry with a film by Michelle Dongri. Yeah, I thought that was funny because <laughs> and Mich- it's, a, it's a claymation little number that also is kind of scary looking. I didn't like that either. It was, it was. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. The 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 little cave women have boobs that were kind of big, and they were kind of like swinging around. And I was like, "So y'all did this in claymation? <laughs> 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 you 
imagine being like a claymation director i'm like okay the boob has to swing that way and it has to swing that way <laughs> that's like it's honestly physics. whoever drew, like did all the little miniatures from hereditary they had to do that one of the grandma with her boob out trying to breastfeed charlie <laughs> like, yeah that's and, the, and the one where where charlie was decapitated just like yeah don't put a head on this one don't put a head on yeah. this one it's fine <laughs> it's not unfinished just we don't need it <laughs> uh so the movie is a little, a little short film is basically for you know however long humans have been wandering the earth they have had tools of various kinds and so uh we at worry free want to basically turn we want to make humans stronger so you know what we're going to do we're going to turn the horses into humans and we're going to make this the most profitable and productive company in history and i was like what yeah <laughs> this is what i was like what on earth is happening and of course like steve lift is like yeah i just wanted you to see this video because I, I mean i didn't want you to think i was crazy and i was like <laughs> So is the coke being di- injected directly into your brain at this point? But then also I was like, is this not like every businessman on earth where they just want some crazy scheme to like make their business like super profitable? Because I mean, that's usually the goal of most companies, but now it's become like, it's not just like profit anymore. It's like full on, like we would like to own the world. Which the only yeah. thing I can really think of, like flat out, is Amazon. Yeah, that that's shit. The thing I thought of that shit is like, and I don't really know enough about Jeff Bezos other than he's getting divorced. Yeah, which and that money. Hey there, alive about girl. To his no more. <laughs> hey, I love you. I love you, alive girl. <laughs> I love you, alive girl. Like what? Imagine being a text like that. Can you imagine getting a text like that and being like, "I will call the police." (laughs) I will call. You can't call the police immediately. Can you you call the police because you're gonna call on the richest man on earth? Like, where they going? This man just called me a live girl. (laughs) I don't know what that means, and I don't like it. Do you know what it sounds like? It sounds like he has mannequins in his basement that he like talks to. Probably. I mean. That is completely reasonable. Like, if you, if that comes out a few years from now, I would be like, well, Ashley said it and I believed her. So. <laughs> do you <laughs> remember it to me? Have you ever seen that clip of that one guy um, from, uh, where did he live? I think he lives like in Nevada or something. It was on, um, on Jesus and Mero's show when they were still on Viceland and he had like the mannequins that he talked to. Oh, I he thought you were talking about. Whole- about the real doll documentary that I tried to get you to watch. <laughs> Did you try to get me to watch it? I made Dabble watch you it. To- <laughs> I feel like I probably did try to get you to watch it. Dabble, dude- I want you to stop enabling her. I want you to stop enabling her. <laughs> this dude had like 14 stop. real dolls and they were just like crammed under his bed in boxes in the garage. Ooh. And I was like, how dare you treat these plastic women like this? Like, this is appalling. <laughs> these plastic women deserve better than this. Yeah. Ooh, what did he do? I mean, were they just like girlfriends or like 
They just he had like, like, yeah, they were both. One was a girlfriend, one was a mistress. No, you mean all, it was like a, a good seven of them. He had seven. Oh. oh. So. <laughs> the guy I'm talking about had, well, there's two weird things. First of all, he has like the most guns. I think he has like the biggest like gun collection out of any one person in the country. So his, his entire estate, his entire like house is just like, there's guns everywhere. He's got a tank. He's got like, I don't want to say he's got like grenades or something, but he's got like shit rigged up in front of his yard. He's got like shotguns over his bed. He's got nope. shotgun, like he's got everything craziness, right? And then he also has like mannequins that he talks to and he dresses and like he's like, oh yeah, it's not. He doesn't have or what did he say? He's like, oh, I don't have to. Um, it's like it's easier than having a wife because I don't have to like listen to them and take them shopping. And I was like, <laughs> so we just like let so we're just gonna let this happen. We just gonna let him have all these guns. <laughs> like, and then he's crazy because also the thing is too he he was married and they were doing like a documentary on him and like the last shot was like some oh I forgot what they were doing but his wife caught a hot one and died. <laughs> what? What girl? What? It was like some sort of smoke thing, like a smoke bomb or something. They were trying to make get like a cool shot of them. What? For like the very last shot of the documentary. I'm gonna send you this link. You have to watch this. You have to watch this clip because I watch it and I was like, because their commentary, of course, is hilarious on it. But then also, it's like, so you're saying that what? not only not only are you surrounded by like every gun that you could think of but that also yeah, your wife died and now you talk to mannequins Actually, and I of course it's like a believe this is real I don't believe this is real <laughs> I don't believe it's real <laughs> I'm gonna send it to you I'm about to send it to you right now but yeah that was like the thing in the <laughs> <laughs> that's not real oh my god so you so you <laughs> Oh, the most armed man in America. That's his thing. Oh no. Don't oh, worry. Oh no. And it was it was so crazy too, because he was like one of those guys who was like I was bullied um along for like a while and then now I don't have to worry about bullies because I could easily He's got like like the like semi-automatic weapons he's got the ones like it looks like some shit from like rambo he's got like the 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 ammunition like on like the little like line or whatever like it's so insane it's so insane okay when you when you get this link you know just just scroll through i will have to like part of his house is like a 1950s diner with like these mannequins weirdo reflex Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. I was like, oh no. I was like, all right. But yeah, so um, not saying that Jeff Bezos actually has mannequins under his bed, but like, a live girl sounds like a mannequin. A live girl sounds weird. It sounds weird. Um, (laughs) <laughs> and so, yeah, I admittedly don't know enough about Jeff Bezos, like, personally. I just know that, like, 
people have said like flat out like the conditions in amazon are awful um people can't pee when they want to pee like they're too afraid to take like like they're not allowed to they're not allowed to take pee break and so like somebody said they were like pissing in bottles and stuff i was like what why like that's like a basic necessity to pee (laughs) like it's like what are you talking about why wouldn't you give your workers like actual bathroom breaks and like that doesn't seem like i don't know why it seems so like intolerable to uh to like managers and like people that are like high up on the covert ladder but like it's like a basic human necessity why can't you provide basic human necessities you are a hugely profitable country you have or not sorry oh god country jesus if you you're a hugely profitable company and you could easily i mean you have like whole cities falling over you new york just basically paid them to build a facility there like you don't pay taxes your business don't pay taxes so where is all this money going that you can't at least to afford people the basic necessity to to go to the bathroom yep Yep. how hard is it i don't Capitalism, capitalism man capitalism capitalism be fucking people up. and we haven't even talked about like late stage capitalism which i've been like reading about which is it's it's kind of like lost its meaning over time but basically like the whole like you'll sleep till you're you know you'll sleep when you're dead go and have two jobs have your side hustle and your side hustle on top of your side hustle and i'm like people cannot live like this people should not have to live like this i don't believe that you should have to have like three jobs to have a basic living situation like that's insane i don't believe that people do it every day people do it every day but i feel like if you if you tell me that i live in the richest country on earth right but i know people who can't go to the doctor i know people who have to get second jobs they have to like do uber eats or they have to do you know have to work a second job they have to work a night job whatever just to like have like basic like make sure they get like their rent paid on time and shit. And I'm like, but I live in the richest country on earth, where the discrepancy is not making a lot of sense to me. Because I feel like if I live in the richest country on earth, then I should be rich. Because it seems like there's a lot of riches that ain't going around to me, <laughs> and I'm supposed to be like, hell yeah, America, fuck yeah. But like we broke <laughs> it, it, yeah. makes no, it makes no goddamn sense to me and i'm just like mm-mm. yeah but anyways we've got extremely on track there are horse people <laughs> <laughs> so in the video we find out that the horse people are turned into horses by doing a powdered substance that looks an awful mm-hmm. like cocaine which mm-hmm. Cash has done a line on that horse plate, and he's wondering yep. if he did the horse drug or not. And Steve's like, "No, bro, that's just that's just that's just regular coke." And Cash is freaking out. He's like, "I don't even feel high. I don't even feel high." He's like, "Well, yeah. you probably like your adrenaline. You probably like went through that high really quick, so it's out of your system. You're good. It's not horse. It's not horse dope, bros. It's not horse coke. You're good." <laughs> and he's he's like freaking out, and he leaves the house, 
and um well not before like this i don't understand i didn't understand this whole scheme what mm-hmm. steve lift wanted was a man on the a horseman rather on the inside <laughs> so someone who works for worry free who is a horseman and can talk to the horse people so he says it like the Martin Luther King of horse people. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what he wants Cash to do. Cat, He wants him to kind of be a mediator between humans at Worry Free and horse people. Yeah, And yeah. I was like, what? Like the whole time yeah. I was like, this he- don't make no damn sense. Well, he, so his basic thing is that, that we're going to have so many of these horse people which means they're going to start like gathering and collecting and, you know, forming their own cultures and all kinds of shit like that. And then they're going to eventually, they might start to actually organize and then rebel. And so I need someone to manage them. And so that's where Cash is supposed to come in. He's supposed to be kind of like, like essentially like a guest, like a government plant almost. Like you have somebody who kind of like, hey, I can relate to you. And I don't know if he's trying to suggest that MLK was a government plant. That's kind of a weird connection. But I feel like he is basically saying, like, we need somebody to, like, quell the potential uprising (laughs) by the horse uh, population (laughs) because we don't want that. I think what it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be, like, having, like, a man on the inside and a man on the outside. So, like, they have somebody who makes them feel like their needs are being met but also really is probably someone who's like kind of just like snitching to worry free in case like something's about to go down they don't have you know just the the horse contingency (laughs) meeting up and starting to plan shit like you know it's kind of like having someone to come in and be like oh no what do y'all got to worry about like we'll fix it let's fix it whatever and even if they actually like don't plan on fixing any of anything because i mean why would you when you're so profitable and you have so much money and you know it's stimulating the economy like they just want somebody to have like a like a presence there that kind of probably will most likely falsely uh ease the worries of the horse people without actually doing anything yeah because he's one of us like he's a good horse like us yeah, a good horse like oh no <laughs> he's one of the good he... ones one of the good ones oh Ooh. <laughs> they love that yo yep. they love that they oh has that ever been said to you before that has actually been said yeah. to me not yeah. in those words but like in certain no. things i'm just like that's literally that exact literally was literally <sighs> said by like <sighs> in my other my former career i mm-hmm. had a, a client say that to me and i was just like wait what like in that moment i couldn't even like process it i was like wait what wait but what are you trying always, to say to me like what it's so bad because it like it catches you off guard you know you just wanted to cuss them out but then it's like too late because like the moments passed but like you kind of like you can't get just like go running up after them and like oh wait hold up bitch like, <laughs> but like that's it's almost it's, it hasn't happened to me like in, in those exact words but it's definitely been like one of those kind of like coded 
kind of things where I'm like, oh, you're kind of like different from like other black girls. I'm like, no, I'm a black girl. I'm still a black girl. Like, the skin is still brown. <laughs> like, I'm looking at my arms now. Like, that's not going away anytime soon. Like, I don't. Ugh, I don't. Oh, this trash. <laughs> <laughs> I really. Oh, that's happened. That I don't think that happens. That has not happened to me in a while. But I feel um, like I gotta have be like have my guard up with people like that now because like in case that happens because it just goes into like stereotypes that people have already about black people but also I feel like like they already have like these preconceived notions of like you are black so you're going to act like this and when you don't fit into that they're like oh well, you're just like a little different, aren't you? You aren't you just articulate? <laughs> I swear, somebody called me articulate the other day, and I was like, "Girl, I know you lying." <laughs> That's so gross. I hate. I hate that. That um, idea. white friends. White friends. Please don't white ever say people, that to me, your friends. Yeah, don't ever say that unless you want to get poppy yeah. and shit. Like that. That's what <laughs> might happen. Like, don't do that. Don't do that to your black yeah. friend. Don't I definitely have to had to check friend. people, especially like when I was on when I played roller derby because I was like at one point the only black girl that was like in the adult league, and it was like I'm like all right, cool, whatever, and then like my friend became or at least my teammate or whatever she became like kind of like weirdly fixated on the fact that I didn't speak a certain way but there was another girl there that was white that actually was like she talked like a like a hood white girl basically and that was just like her personality and so she was kind of like you could see in her like face it was being like but this is supposed to be the other way <laughs> it was like <laughs> Uh, no, no, actually, I mean, no, it's not. <laughs> it doesn't make me any less black. I'm still very black, so keep it cute. <laughs> and then eventually, <laughs> I had to check her. Cause I'm like, all right, all right, all right. I'm not with that shit. Like, please stop. <laughs> like, it's not funny. It wasn't funny. And <laughs> the first time you mentioned it, it ain't funny now, and I'm tired of hearing it. So, like, <laughs> but right. yeah, please don't do that to your friends if you consider them friends. And not like weird playthings that you can make into horse people. <laughs> oh, 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 boots! So oh, boots. Lyft offers cash one hundred million dollars. Honestly, Ashley, smiley face. Would you take I, the money? Would you? Would I want to be a horse person? A horse person slave for a hundred million dollars? They didn't even like arrange like the horse people to have clothes, Brittany. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I mean, because like if the horse you got, you got a snout and you got to work, <laughs> like they were okay. cute. If like they look like you're like My Little Pony, yes. Like if I was a cute little My Little Pony, like. Like Applejack and Rainbow Dash and Twilight Sparkle Moon oh. or whatever. Come on, names. Come on, direct names. 
Okay, if I was like Pinkie Pie, if I was a Pinkie Pie, <laughs> then maybe. I don't know. I'm oh broke, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. $100 million to become a horse person? Since, like, also I'm shallow, so they were too <laughs> ugly. <laughs> so, I don't think I would become <laughs> that kind of horse person. So They look, you know what you, do you know what the, the texture of them kind of look like? Like beef jerky? Like, it was really gross. It looks like Freddy Krueger face. Like. Their whole body Ooh, yeah. was like Freddy Krueger's face, and I was like, "Oh, but like no. it's all t- it's all tendony and stuff." Ooh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you would have to do this for five years, Brittany. Five years, and then you get the antidote. If there even even the is super an antidote. secret serum sauce or whatever the fuck you call it, the serum the girl with the serum sauce. Now tell me <laughs> if you think that's real. <laughs> He's like, then it's just five years, and then we'll give you the super secret serum sauce. And he's like, what? <laughs> Me too. Shit, I was what? like, that ain't real. Cash that ain't like, real. That sound real. <laughs> the serum sauce, not just the serum. Like that don't even sound like. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like they're, they're just going to inject Thousand Island dressing into your veins. <laughs> <laughs> It probably was. That's probably the <laughs> serum sauce. That's probably exactly oh, it's not it. working. That's what it is. Is you're not? It's, I don't know why it's not working. It's just like, I mean, and then you see them like pour it on a sandwich or something, dip some fries into the secret serum <laughs> okay. sauce, and then you'd be like, I mean, it's not. It's not working, but it. T- <laughs> it tastes it's not delicious. working, but it tastes good. It tastes great. <laughs> Girl, that shit ain't real. He's about to sign up for his his lifetime of labor in worry free with the rest of them. He's gonna be right there, clocking in and clocking out for fourteen hours a day. And he still gotta go home to his little barn and be a fucking horseman. Like, don't nobody want to fuck no horseman besides Army Hammer in this movie. But or that white lady, Diana. Debo Cherry. She probably did. Let's just be real. She, yeah, you right. You right. Gross. <laughs> uh, so he goes home um, and he decides to call the San Francisco Chronicle um, because he sees actually, I think he sees like a news ad or maybe, I think it was on either on the news or like on a newspaper but it, it was like a big old headline that people should worry about worry free so i guess people are finally starting to get it maybe um and they don't believe him at the chronicle they're like uh yeah you can keep that <laughs> and then there's another news article in the national Enquirer that says horse people are stealing jobs from slaves yes that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like yes. oh no <laughs> oh lord Lord, no. Uh, <laughs> and then somehow he figures out that he has lost his phone somewhere. Um, and the horse people actually have his phone when he dropped it when he was scared. And they sent a message to Detroit, which is basically like Steve threatening them. And he threatens to turn them all into glue. He's like, you beautiful. What did he call them? He called them you beautiful horse hybrid creatures or something like that. <laughs> like. 
He's fucking a horse man, gross. dude. He's fucking a horse man. You know, I was just like, you know what? They're a little too enamored with the the beauty, the quote unquote beauty of these horse people. Like, no, 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 no. Um, and he actually, Cash actually starts freaking out and worries if he is turning into a horse because he. This is how he, but this is how he does it. He's not worried about his face. He's not worried about like his skin or anything he's like did my dick get bigger that's what he asked his doctor his doctor's like no i mean no and and detroit's like i mean your dick is fine it looks the same i'm glad you're feeling yourself lately that's good like uh i was like not you know you're not gonna be worried about like if you grow a mane or your face stretches out until you're a horse monster you know, <laughs> none of the none of the none of the important stuff. Just my dick get really Your big. Skin peels off. <laughs> like, you know what? You know what? They kind of look like. I just figured out when you said skin peeling off, they kind of look like. Uh, what's this? Somebody's gonna kill me for saying this. I'm so sorry. Is it gonna be bad? They look like the fly. <gasps> that you. That one in between stage when everything was just kind of like peeling off and getting a little sticky. And he was still hot, though. I mean. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oops. <laughs> Should have kept that to myself. <laughs> you know, I really love when Jeff Goldblum just vomits on his food before he eats it. He <laughs> just always did, always did something to me. <laughs> <laughs> just the way you just kind of like that. Oh God! Please, please, no one kill me. But he kind of did look like that—just a little bit, a little, little crispy, a little wet, but also a little crispy at the same time. It was real gross. He's not worried yeah. about that though. Uh, <laughs> um, and so Cash basically figures out that um. That he, the only way he's gonna get everybody's attention if he goes on the game show, I got the kick, the shit kicked out of me. Um, at this point, his bandage was literally brown, and he had like, can you just? Do they not give you health insurance at this fancy new job? If they did, probably not. Well, then, bitch, you need to be in the union because, like, <laughs> no, you went to the doctor and you got them to look at your dick, but you didn't get them to change your bandage. <laughs> that ain't covered. That ain't covered. That is not no, not gauze. Heavens to Betsy now. <laughs> like <laughs> absolutely not. So he has to go on that show. Um he gets beat up by a bunch of white people. Like literally, like it was almost like he just got like like they hold him and just like keep punching him repeatedly, and then he gets covered in like I was hoping it was mud. It didn't look like nobody's mud. But like It was shit, wasn't it? It was shit. It looked right? like straight up diarrhea. Like it's so gross. <laughs> I was I like, like, that ain't mud, bro. Covered in shit. Like because I think disgusting. they mentioned it a little later about oh, him being oh, on the right. show. I think it was shit. Oh. That's what oh. I think. Mean. Well, the things you got to do to 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 revolutionize the people, I guess, um, because they end up playing the clip. People are, you know, it seems like the people are horrified. They're not. 
because worry-free stock goes up like insanely high. Uh, the Senate and uh, Steve Lift and the stockholders, understandably, are all like celebrating for him um, at the, I guess the the oh god, the New York Stock Exchange, like the the floor when they're on the floor and they're like ringing the bell or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Honestly, some of those Senate members and some of the stockholders are probably the same people. Like, they're probably just one and the same. I'm pretty sure. Because why else would they, like, indict him for (laughs) legalized slavery if they're making them, like, if they're making money off of this? Like, so many, do you, it's such a weird thing. So many, like, politicians are, like, business owners. Which is like, yeah. I feel like a direct, a direct conflict of interest. Like, I feel like you shouldn't be able and because to it do is that. because it's, they lobby I mean, in favor of their business. Yes, and I don't know why it's legal for you to be like a business owner who makes money in addition to creating public policy. So you got to give up one of that. You don't need two salaries, bitch. <laughs> no you don't you don't need to you ruining the country and you still get paid that's crazy you can pay twice (laughs) you get get residual yeah that's ridiculous my god so yeah and that's also not like a i mean you know how when people get you know you get told that somebody's a terrible person somehow their stock goes up anyway Mm Mhm. that's that's very common when people still want to work with people after you know they've done some shady shit, they like clamor to work with those people. Yeah, or- that's like such a weird thing. Like people will like this is a thing too because we didn't. I didn't mention this at the beginning. At least I don't think I did. But if I did, I'm sorry. Like how people will like rally behind billionaires. It's really strange. It's really strange, and I think part of it is because. People obviously want that lifestyle, and so they admire these people who have what they have, or who have what they want to have, but also it's like, you know, I feel like in, like, if y'all ever met, (laughs) if you, if he would think of you as like, oh yeah, you could work on the factory floor <laughs> like i don't think they would i don't think they, the the holding each other in high esteem like y'all aren't like on the same level of equality like you might think y'all on the same level of equality because you're like oh this person was this way and now they're like super super rich and i want to be super super rich at the same time and so i'm gonna root for them but also like I highly doubt that like Jeff Bezos looks at like the average American person is like, oh yeah, I have so much in common with you. How can he have anything in common with you? Like I don't know. He he <laughs> I don't know how sending a message calling somebody a live girl is fucking sexy. Like that you know what? maybe he does. There's a lot of fucking weird people. There's a lot of fucking weird people out there. I'm sure I've somebody out there has gotten a text message way worse than that. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's, yeah. hey, if you listen this far into our show, which thank you so much, but like, what's the weirdest text message you've ever received from a person? Like, I got the weirdest fucking Snapchat from a dude, and I was like, oh, no, 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 block. 
Like I sat, I unfriended, and then I blocked him, and then I deleted his number, and then I blocked his phone number. <laughs> like it was the weirdest thing. It was like a scary picture. Like he was, and I don't even know, like if he was just like sending that to everybody, or if was he sending that to direct me directly. But I got it, and I was like, it was like, like he was weirdly staring down the camera. And then he had written, I don't know what he wrote, but it like didn't make sense. And I was like, this is not somebody that I would like to continue knowing <laughs> in the slightest. Like, it was scary. It was some alive girl shit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, never mind. Nah, that's all right. <laughs> it's not worth me getting chopped into little pieces because like. <laughs> absolutely the fuck not man <laughs> but yeah that i i feel you know tell us actually tell us your weird text messages um i'm sure there's yes. plenty it doesn't have to be a text message it could be a tinder message did you see that tinder message that girl got where the dude was like talking to her and he's talking about how much he like black girls and then like and he sent her like a link to look at something, but it was like a porn link. But he's like, "Oh, ha ha! Oops, I didn't mean to send that." <laughs> and I was like, "What? What? No, I didn't. No." I, <laughs> I wish I could find that message. I wish I could find that tweet. It was so strange, bruh. It was like the dude was like, "Ha ha! I didn't mean to send that. Oh, sorry. Hugs." I was like, "No, like." No. Are y'all are y'all okay? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not even gonna go there. Um, yeah, <laughs> send us your live girl messages, and we will <laughs> oh, read no. them. <laughs> and not like if you want us to read them on air, we can. But we'll read them and talk about them, and we'll feel bad for you. Them. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> we'll feel bad in solidarity because lord this is so awful that's so fucking awful yeah i don't i don't really like i feel like a lot of people like to be like contrarians or whatever and try to try to they're basically like well i don't fucking care he's great i keep saying he there's female billionaires but the ones i i um see in the news the most <laughs> are all men and so, yeah, I don't know. Like, people will, like, unnecessarily defend these men for whatever reason. I was like, why? Why do you go out of your way to defend people who don't give a fuck about make... you, right? Yeah, they go out of way to make people that like are like you. Like, they make your lives harder. Like, they make your lives easier, but in, in the sense they're making your lives way, way difficult. They also don't fucking pay taxes. Like, like... <laughs> <laughs> this is also a problem. I don't know why you don't get to pay taxes, but my ass has to. Yeah. All very good points. All very good, points. good points. I don't know um why you get to have all this free reign because you made a car and you sent a car to outer space. But like <laughs> that shit pisses me off, man. Like it's just so Oh, the equality is, or inequality is just so trash. I hate it. And it gets worse because people are so quick to believe rich people because they think because they're rich, they're like, got like, yeah, and infallible and like, ugh, 
Trash. Um, again, trash. So, um, Cash decides to meet up with Squeeze and Sal and apologizes. And I like how what he, uh, what Squeeze says here, um, that like people like, cause it, he, I think he, Cash like had encouraged people to like call their congressman and like, you know, tell them this is fucked up. And, um, and Ka- Squeeze was kind of like, well, most people knew that like calling a congressman wasn't going to do shit. Like, if you get shown a problem, but you have no idea how to control it, then you just decide to get used to the problem. Like, it's really easy to, like, just kind of be like, well, there's nothing really I can do. And sometimes I feel like that, especially being here in Texas, like, y'all know who our senator is. (laughs) Like, Mm. all the the time they're like, call your congressman. I'm like, he wrote the bill. (laughs) You can still tell him he's, you know, the Zodiac Killer or whatever. But, like, (laughs) I don't know if he's going to change his mind. (laughs) So, that makes it kind of hard. But, yeah. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer. (laughs) How did he make a joke about that and still win? Like, what the fuck's wrong with y'all? Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Who hurt Uh, you, Texas? Who hurt you? Girl, I don't know. I don't know. And then we have him for another six years. Six years of this shit. <laughs> it's like it's never ending. It's never ending. He growing out his beard. <sighs> y'all got him thinking he a uh, snack. What what's wrong like, with y'all? It, like what's wrong with y'all? I was like, is isn't the Senate back in session? Are you allowed to have a beard? <laughs> I was like, uh, you need to shave that off right now. I don't know what his wife's name is, but like, uh, step in, please, because I was like, oh, take, Lord, let me not get on this. So like, (laughs) (laughs) um, so for some reason, the entire picket line decides to dress like cash. They're still picketing. Um, they are all in afros with Coke cans (laughs) stuck to them. Um, because Cash has decided to finally help them, and they have basically placed, I guess, Detroit made sculptures. Yes, they placed these sculptures, and so when security tries to, like bum rush them, when security was like, I don't even want to call it security. It's like full on like a riot police. <laughs> They're coming in like beating the shit out of people, um, and they can't get in. So I don't know where. So for some reason, like the Mr. Blank, like he mysteriously walks away. I don't know where he went. Did you see where he went? Like, did he Mm-mm. actually like, I don't know if he just like floated off in the thin air or what? He bounced. But, I know uh, that much. Yeah. He was like, well, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> and like the whole scene turns into like a fucking nightmare. Cash gets like knocked out. There's like tear gas and all kinds of shit. And they like push pushed him into like a paddy wagon um i think like a group of people almost get like ran over by vans that's like, right that's yeah where we're at. yeah like that's where we're at and so beforehand cash had like whistled for them and uh they the horse people have shown up and they've decided to fight back they look really gross they look even more gross than before Apparently, one of the horse people is Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> Demarcus. Demarius. Sorry. Demarius the horse. Demarius. 
Marius the Horseman, um, and then <laughs> Squeeze and the horse people do like this weird like chest pounding thing. So I guess they have solidarity between the two of them. So I'm sure Squeeze will go and help them organize again. Of course. You know, further oppression. Um, and so they won and uh Cash decides to buy a sensible car. He gives his friend the Maserati. They make up. Um, he's going to actually go back to work. I don't know. I He decides to go back to Regal View, I guess now, because there's like a, a union in place. So like they can actually get paid and like have like, you know, decent benefits or whatever. He's back in the garage too. But his garage is upgraded. It has all his... um artwork and bed from his apartment he does yeah he's like i can't go back to like just being the same old and i was like well at least you have a nice bed (laughs) that's good and so you feel like it's gonna be a good happy ending and we are quickly (laughs) told that it is not (laughs) because cash has a horse now (laughs) like Yep. Yep. He gets a horse now. And so you have the credits. But wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so uh Steve is at home. He's in like a moo moo. He's dressed like I don't know Chris why. Final vacation, bruh. He dressed like Chris Pine on vacation. Like what? Wait, what? You haven't seen Chris Pine on vacation just like Auntie's oh, at <laughs> <laughs> no i'm about to google it vacation uh, like he has a like an auntie fit like it's so good vacation outfit oh yeah, <laughs> like my man was comfortable uh, he is he, comfortable it's like he about to go is he get dabbing in this that. picture is he dabbing in this what's happening Girl. Girl. Oh, I love Chris Pine. He got the espadrilles on. <laughs> no, yeah. Are those cowrie shells? What are those? <laughs> what are these? What are these? He does look like somebody's grandma. He's having, he, you know, he's living his best life on somebody's island, I guess. <laughs> And that's exactly what Steve looks like, but I think he also looks like he's hungover slash baby and like, you know, on the come down from his drug haze of snorting lots yeah. of coke. Uh, and so uh, he gets a call, I guess, on his like um, intercom or whatever, and he sees Cash. Cash is full horse person. He's fully crossed over and they basically go and break into his house and I guess to go to beat his ass or eat him or... <laughs> Tear him limb from limb. They they came to fucking shit up. End scene. <laughs> yeah, that's the end. The end. End scene. Uh, uh, yeah. So sorry to bother you. Capitalism wins. Maybe. No, it won again. Yeah. No, it still won. Cause somebody, you know, probably took out the mantle and started their own worry-free. Been off or whatever 
Just make it look a so, little better. <laughs> Still the same shit, but yeah. a little better. Yeah. Like maybe instead of six well, people to a room, it's only four people to a room. <laughs> Just a little bit. We've upgraded. That's what it is. <laughs> They've upgraded. That's not complete slavery. It's just like a little tinge of slavery. It's slavery light. Slavery and diet slavery. (laughs) Would you recommend this movie? I on uh, I feel like it would be like under certain conditions and to only certain people. I don't think this is for everybody. Like I would never say it's like this is a movie for everybody. Your your grandma will like it. I think it has to be somebody who would probably be receptive to this number one and then also somebody who is good with like surreal elements because i feel like some people even with like the shit with him like dropping in from like his desk dropping into different scenes or something i think some people will be like what the fuck is happening and then be like too freaked out like i realize that now like some people cannot take surreal elements uh in movies like they're just not it takes them out of it. I, my mom is like that. <laughs> She's just like, I don't understand what's happening, so I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> anymore. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, and I know like lots of, pretty much all of our friends have been like, no, I don't like this. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I feel like I enjoy it, but also it's like, I wouldn't say that everybody would like it. I don't know if I would actually. I don't know. I do think it's. I do think it's important that people might at least that that at least that that this movie was made because I think I would like to see more like mainstream. I don't want to say boots is mainstream, but like more of this conversation happening like in a film level. Like I feel like this is something that's like a current topic and we talked about this like this is a current thing it's not really going away anytime soon so i don't know if people actually like have the balls to talk about it because of the rich and powerful and not wanting to fuck that up or whatever but yeah i don't know i just talked in circles like (laughs) i don't know if i would i don't know if i would recommend this to people like i know i like enjoy parts of it but i don't know if i would recommend it to people Okay. I mean, yeah, it does. It makes sense to me because, um, okay, this is not a film for me. Like, (laughs) I, I just didn't like it. That's basically like kind of like what I mentioned earlier. I hate being like directly told how to interpret things like this. If it's too heavy handed, like, dude, like, if you're, feeding it to me why am I here like you're taking away some Mm -hmm. of the fun of it and I've seen it twice I watched it when it first came on Hulu because I wanted to see like I read about the horses and I was like that's not real like that's not a real spoiler so I I had to watch it to see if the horses were real and the horses were real so so I knew did I spoil it for you no you didn't like oh okay I I want like I wanted to watch it. I think before you watched it, but I didn't mm-hmm. get around to it until it was on Hulu. 
And I was like, them horse, that yeah. horse shit is a lie. And it wasn't. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, oh. And it, I don't know. It's not very fun either. Like, yeah. It doesn't have enough fun moments to make it entertaining. Like, the first time I watched it, I watched it all the way through and was just like thinking, like, okay, I just want to see where it goes because it's weird. But, Rewatching it for today, like tonight's show, it was like tedious. Like it wasn't fun enough to keep me coming back, and I had to like watch it in two days. Like I turned it off because I got like so frustrated with how kind of boring it was that I had to like finish it up last night. And I was like, okay, like that's not fun. And it 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 has a lot of potential. Like it could it. It's not a bad movie. It's a good movie for certain people. It's just mm-hmm. not what I wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can, because I, there wasn't really, I think there were some parts I laughed at, but I don't think it was like, like, as, like it was very few and far in between. I know I laughed at the part when like, <laughs> when Squeeze was up there and he was talking about, um, how they wanted benefits and stuff like that. He's like, we want to be able to go to the doctor. And in case, you know, when some of us gives like a communicable disease, like, I don't know, like gonorrhea, chlamydia. And I was like, are you telling your business on this megaphone right now? <laughs> like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> Just tell them you want to be able to go to the doctor. That's so, don't tell all your business like that, bro. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And of course, like the one dude is like his hype man. He's like, yeah, we want to. We want to be able to find out we have chlamydia, and I'm like, oh no, <laughs> so, that's so much. But I can, I can, uh, I can understand like that because there's, there isn't like full on comedy, and I think it just becomes. I wonder if he's like trying to rely on, on the absurdity of the whole like horse hybrid people thing. To is that the comedic part? But I was like, that part's scary. <laughs> that part's like actually like. It's kind of sad. It's yeah. very sad. So, so yeah, I don't want to be turned to a horse person. Yeah. Why? The billionaires of the world. No, only if it's a Pinkie Pie situation. Pinkie Pie, Twilight Sparkle. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Apple Jack and Fancy Tales. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> so, I guess, do you have anything that you would recommend in instead of this movie? Um, Probably. Uh, I mean, okay. I have two recommendations since, well, sort of two recommendations. You mentioned um, Michelle Godfrey. And oh, yeah. I real like, I was like, I've literally never seen any of his movies. And then I was like, mm. that name seems familiar, but I've never seen one of any of his movies. Then I realized I've seen quite a few of his movies. Um, oh, you have. Yeah, like, one of my favorites is The Science of Sleep. Like, I don't know why. Oh, yeah. I enjoy that movie so much, but it's weird. Like, that's one of the movies that made me realize that I really do like surrealism. Like, I like how odd and oddly comforting that movie is. Um, Mm -hmm. So, if you want to... Like, Boots was a big fan of um, him, 
And that's why, like, they have that little short in the movie. Um, so if you mm-hmm. want to watch, like, one of his films, one of my favorites is The Science of Sleep. And I actually do like Be Kind, Rewind. I find, like, the whole premise yeah. of that movie is honestly adorable. And it's fun. Yeah, it's a really cute music. Yeah, it's a, I said music. That's a really cute movie. movie. <laughs> I like I like that one, too. I um I think I've seen... I think I've seen most of his movies. I have seen The Science of Sleep, but it's been a really long time. Um, because I was going through a, a Gael Garcia yes. <laughs> Me too. That's how I ended I up like, there. I was like, well, I gotta get all this stuff from the campus library. Don't ask any questions. I think I can only check out like two movies at a time, so I was going through it. <laughs> but I, I I um yeah, I I don't think he's done like any like full length movies in a while. Um, but I know he's done, like you said, Be Kind of Rewind. Oh, you know what? He did The Green Hornet. I will never watch that one. Um, um Mood Indigo, which is a weird movie. I think I've seen I Green Hornet. Know. Is that the one with Seth Rogen? Yeah. Oh, I've, I've only seen, like, part of it. I've, I I've like, seen oh, it. Um, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a, something that you had to watch <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, no. I would, I would. I'll keep that on the very, 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 very last. I don't. It's not the same, like style. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think it's like the same sort of like kooky style. Like I think it's just kind of like no. It's a straightforward, straightforward like movie? action hero superhero yeah. type movie. Yeah, which I'm sure he was probably like, "What the fuck?" Like <laughs> I want to do more stuff. Um, I know he's done like Dave Chappelle's Block Party, which is just the documentary, which is not the same either. But if in case you. If anybody's seen it, that's another Michelle Gondry thing. But my favorite one will always be Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I love that movie so, so very much. It's one of my actual, like, literal favorite movies. So, um, and that has nothing to do with anything that we talked about today. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I don't think any of these movies have anything to do but, okay. with any of that. I might have <laughs> so- one more that actually may have, like, something sort of related and that movie mm-hmm. is called Dave Made a Maze. It is on Hulu and it stars Nick Toon. Oh, Nick Toon. And it's about a man named Dave who's an artist who builds a maze in his living room while his girlfriend is out of town for a long weekend. And mm-hmm. things escalate from there. It's a weird movie. The maze is made out of cardboard. The interior is cardboard. It's really cool. It's innovative, in my opinion. And it's fun. And it has a... It has a little bit of dark tone to it sometimes. But it also kind of... um, Is this a minotaur? Yes, it has a minotaur in there. It is a little dark... And I feel like it would relate to, like, the millennial sense of, like, directionalist, like, like not having any direction and not really knowing where you're going in life and feeling old and not really accomplishing all of your dreams like you set out to when you were younger. So, yeah. Okay. I I've watched it a couple times and I really like it. So if you have time, it's mm-hmm. free on Hulu. It's called Dave Made a Maze. Okay. So I see, I see. I might add that to the to the thing. 
I like it. I do kind of want to watch another movie called Blind Spotting. I don't know if it's heavy. I feel like it's going to be a really heavy movie. Is that the one with uh, uh, David? What's his name? Day, Day, I call him David. That ain't <laughs> David Diggs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's like a, <laughs> you're such a mess. I um, I don't really know a whole lot about it, but I know it has to do with like shit going down in um in Oakland. So it's like set set in kind of the same. It's set in the same area. Um. But I don't think it's like, I mean, I don't think it's a comedy at all. So, like, I'm a little, like, nervous to watch it. Um, I heard it's good, but, I mean, you never know. I might, it might not be for me. Um, Tisha Campbell, Martin in it. So, it's going <laughs> to <laughs> I'm so tired of you. <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, so I guess we should talk about our next film. Yes. I know you're excited. I'm very excited. Like, so excited. So, we're gonna be doing Snowpiercer, starring Bay, Chris Evans, and... Starring Bay. Executive producer of Green Book, Octavia Spencer. (laughs) No! Oh, I forgot. I'd almost forgotten. I'd almost forgotten that fast. <laughs> Bruh, do you know that dude, the dude who produced Green Book was on Twitter talking about how, like, yeah, I agree with you, President Trump. The Muslims did cheer when the towers fell on 9-11. Yeah. I think I heard them. <laughs> I was like, what kind of Emperor's New Clothes shit is that? <laughs> like, like, I heard about? them. I what heard are you them. talking about? What are you... I heard... You know, I think I heard them. I... <laughs> shit. I gotta get it together. Like, it's so... It's so crazy how people fall so fast to fascism. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I gotta get the fuck together. <laughs> like... Yeah. Oh, man. Octavia, that was such a bad thing to find out. <laughs> I was so disappointed. Girl, this shit is an 8.3 on IMDb. Y'all are lying. Ooh. Liars. Ooh. Inspired by a true friendship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, so they're on the train. Um, Global warming. This should be interesting. Climate change. Global warm well not well, climate change. When we call it global warming, global global cooling? Yeah. Global freezing, I don't know. Earth froze. Yeah. Rain. We're going into the full on post apocalyptic world. There are no countries. There's only the train. <laughs> There's nothing. There's only the train. Um so I think it should be interesting. There's a lot more of what, uh, you know, there's a lot more of, this is like a direct like class war, <laughs> essentially. And there's more, um, there's more, I guess there's more of a look between like the individual like economic classes, but also um, like social classes. Uh, that's kind of do- done in a cool way. 
Uh, there's also Tilda Swinton looking crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, it should be an interesting time. Um, I like that movie a lot. So hopefully, I mean, I've, we both already seen this movie. So it won't be like this one where we're kind of like, what's going on? But it has been a while since I've actually seen it. So I might notice things that I did not notice before. But also, I mean, Chris Evans. Exactly. That's it. This is a good, this is good just for that. <laughs> I think it's good just for that. And I'll, uh, and also, this is probably one of his best movies, I would say. Um, aside from like his Marvel work, aside from um, his Marvel work, I no, think that this actually, is one of his best. His best movie is not another teen movie. That's his best. Sure. Okay. You know, that's who, it. Who doesn't love. That's what it. What did he have between his? What did he have? He had whipped cream, and then he had a banana. Was, was yeah, it a carrot? That was a banana. It was a banana in his butt. You know, it's the things you got to do to pay your rent sometimes, man. <laughs> Chris is where we love you. We do. We love you. We love you so much. We just know you're just a cranky old man in a in a mid thirties body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love him. I I do. I do. I'm sorry. It's just you know. Uh-huh. Me and Brittany are gonna fight over Chris Evans next episode. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and also, Chris Evans is six foot, so Ooh. just met the cutoff. Woo! <laughs> We're just doing a list of things with Chris Evans. This is now the the Chris Evans Power Hour. <laughs> That's what the next episode is gonna be. So, guys, did you know yeah. Chris Evans' middle name was Robert? So that's that's what you're gonna expect. (laughs) 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 Well, we love you, Chris Evans, and we love Dodger. And uh, if you want to watch, sorry to bother you, it is on Hulu. Um, I don't know how long it'll be there for. Give it a watch. It's a really, it's actually kind of no, it's not really short. It's like an hour and fifty minutes. What else? So, oh, I guess we should say where we are located. Yes. On the interwebs, we are BLK Girl Film Club. I finally got it right. On Twitter, uh, we are also Black Girl Film Club on Tumblr and in our Gmail. You can email us. Nobody ever wants to email us. I guess email is over. I don't know. (laughs) Like... I don't really fuck with email like that, to be honest. But you know what? If you ever want to, like, send us some fan mail or whatever, it's cool. Um, You can also listen to this episode on SoundCloud and on iTunes and on Spotify. We're on Spotify, bitch. Yes. We're on Spotify. Uh, So if you have a Spotify account, we are Black Girl Film Club. Pretty easy to find. All our episodes are there. Just waiting for you to enjoy. Yes. I think that's it for this week's episode. Yeah, we're done. Um, I don't have anything else to say. Don't watch when hands touch or when hearts touch or whenever the Nazi thing is. Don't do it. Nigger music. <laughs> don't don't watch the nigger music movie. <laughs> 
And if you did, I don't know, be safe out in these streets. I don't want uh, a certain director to, like, get your shit shut down. Yeah. <laughs> like, because <laughs> that's happening. So, I love the freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah. Just love it. So, anyways, we'll see you guys on our next episode. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>